It's time. It's time. Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half. We at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste the failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Lecce on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. And now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. And a big good afternoon to you. Welcome into the game. T-Town Tide at 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Remember to download the Tide 100.9 app. It is a free download. Android, iPhone, Google Play, listening devices. Simply enable the Tide 100.9 skill. We're going to be with you all the way until 6 o'clock. The next four hours, we're going to talk a lot of Alabama Crimson Tide football. And you ever walk into a class and they give you a pop quiz? And you weren't ready for it. You didn't read the chapters. You didn't go through the material. You didn't pay attention in class. No, I've done that. That's why I'm describing me as a as an undergrad. I was a much better grad student than I was an undergrad. But uh, when you get this pop quiz, we talked about the homework assignment. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about, if Alabama is able to pull this off, if Alabama is able to go on and win a national title, when you look back at the turning point of the season, uh, think about it for just a couple of minutes. When, when you think about this Alabama football team, when you think about where this team is currently and if they're able to go on and win a national title, what, when you look back, what will it be? What will it be when you think about this Alabama football team? What will be that turning point? Um, now, we could make some debates, right? There were some low points, but then following that, it, it was almost, you know, you look back at a couple of different things. We could all say Tennessee. We could say the second half against Tennessee and then the confirmation against LSU. We could, we could, we could go that direction. But I also think that we could dive back and talk about the negatives because the loss to Texas, you know, and I was debating this with Brett Garner at Southern Ale House today, went to lunch and uh, was talking to Brett. And one of the things that we were talking about is when, when you look at this, this Texas loss, as much as it stings and as much as, you know, we walked out and we said, okay, this Alabama team is not going to accomplish a national title. They're not going to be able to accomplish a national title. But you could also say, when you think about that game, you could also say that was the turning point from a positive standpoint, because it had a chance to, you had to get right, right? You, you got exposed. You found where you were weak at. So we want to thank Texas and now Texas exposing Alabama coming to our place and beating us the way they did. It kind of got our mind right. It kind of got us focused in on, hey, this is what we need to be able to accomplish. And now, Texas, you may pay the ultimate price uh, when you think about uh, this Alabama football team. You were on your pathway. Of, so if Alabama is able to go and win a national title, what, what, in your opinion, would be the turning point? I look at positions. When you look at Roberts being plugged in at that right guard spot, I know I've harped on that quite a bit. Uh, that was a turn for me on the offensive line side of things. When you think about... But South Florida, could you make an argument? If I said make a case against South Florida, could you make a case that that was the turning point? Because think about South Florida. Go back just for a couple of minutes. you coming out of the Texas game. You go to South Florida, and it's, okay, well, let's experiment with a different quarterback. Uh, never mind. That's, that's not the way we can. Well, that's not the way we need to go. No, 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 no. And so it kind of silenced, right? And I think at that point, the team said, that's our guy. 
Jalen Milrow is our guy. We're all going to get behind him. And if Alabama is able to pull this off, in your opinion, what will be that turning point? I know we could all point to that 31-yard pass. That was a beauty. I mean, it, it was nice. Daniel Moore illustrates that. DanielMooreArt.com, one of our great sponsors here on the program that he released the sketch yesterday. But if you look at Alabama, what, in your opinion, was the turning point of, of the season? We're going to talk with Brad Edwards coming up. Uh, it'll be a guy that spent 25 years at ESPN. He was considered the BCS expert. And we're going to talk about college football playoffs. We're going to dive into what this Alabama-Michigan matchup really means. We're going to talk about Texas and Washington from his perspective. But also, I want to go back to his analysis of the way the committee, did they get it right? And if he's trying to make a case for Alabama, did they get it right? And, and we'll ask him from an analytical standpoint what he thinks about that. Brad's a, a friend of our program. He's an Alabama alum. We featured Brad for many years. And then we're going to feature Vince Bobot. And Vince is a guy from the Highland Mint. And my wife, um, she's much more involved in, in the Tuscaloosa alumni chapter than I am. She's a member. I'm not. Um, I, I don't know. I, maybe I should be. Uh, are you a member of the Alumni Association? Are you, Noah? Because I know you're now you're a grad. They need your money, man. They need your I money. I haven't even thought about it. So Whoa. my wife sent me this beautiful coin uh, that is made by the Highland Mint, and uh, these guys are nice enough to to help us talk about the product, and, and we're going to give some of those away. Uh, but it's the Rose Bowl, and if you look at Alabama, we've not been back to the Rose Bowl officially. Now I know what you're going to you're going to counter, and you're going to say. Well, hold on. Didn't we play in the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago? We did. We did. You're right. We did. But that was in Dallas. And it was officially the Rose Bowl, but it was the 2021 Rose Bowl that was in Dallas. I know that's weird, and that'll be one of those trivia questions 50 years from now. Give me the location of the Rose Bowl that never was in the state of California. And you could probably say, hey, Dallas, Dallas, and you would be absolutely correct. But the last time we played in the Rose Bowl was January the 1st, 1945. And so today we're going to feature Vince from the Highland Men, and uh, he's nice enough to give us a couple of these coins to give away. So it'll be a part of our score prediction uh, day when we get a little bit closer to Alabama, Michigan. So uh, he'll give you a chance there coming up at 345. Four o'clock, we're going to feature uh, Blake Brockemeyer and a offensive lineman who can help us from his advantage point of what was the change on that offensive line. He's got a son that plays at the University of Alabama, and we'll talk about, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll bring up James, but he's a college football analyst. So we'll talk with Blake about this offensive line. And really just, I want to look back at the turning point because we see it. I don't understand the technicality of offensive line play. I highly respect it, but I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand, well, okay, this guy holds his hand a certain way. And this was an adjustment that they made. Is it simply the way that we described it when Roberts came in? And that offensive line, or was there something else? Was there an adjustment? We'll ask Blake to to maybe just help us understand that. You know, a little football one on one. So he'll join us coming up at four o'clock. We'll have a chance to feature uh, Blake Brockemeyer. So uh, Blake's a former All American offensive lineman at the University of Texas and a current college football analyst. He'll join us at four o'clock, and I'm sure we'll get some thoughts on Texas because we just thank Texas for beating Alabama and kind of refocusing this Alabama Crimson Tide. But this has been a great season. We're on our way to the Rose Bowl, and we'll be leaving here, I guess, uh, two weeks. Two weeks from uh, yesterday, we'll be uh, heading out to California, and we'll talk to Aaron Torres later this week. He's got some other 
uh, tourist tips that we'll do. But Brad Edwards coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Skyland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. The question of the day is when you look back at this season, what was the turning point, the way that you would shape it? And I know that we're probably going to favor that 31 because if that 31-yard pass does not happen, we're not sitting here. If that 31-yard, fourth and 31, and what a play. What a play. We'll, we'll probably go down, especially if Alabama's able to win the national title. It may go down as one of the greatest plays out there. I mean, a 31-yard pass and the probability of that happening, according to ESPN, we, we've all read it, right? 99.920. There's not a lot of margin. But Jalen Milrow was able to pull that out with Isaiah Bond. So that was a big play. But I think there's other moments as well. And we'll dive into those and we'll ask you to participate here at 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. We'll continue with more. Brad Edwards joins us next. Did they get it right? And if so, why? And if so, not. And then we'll also dive into what the college football future looks like. Brad Edwards coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live, always local, dependable news coverage, the latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Northport has approved a one-year agreement in hopes of having the Kentuck Festival stay put in 2024. However, City Attorney Ron Davis says members of the Kentuck Board are trying to kidnap the festival from Northport. More in the Tuscaloosa Thread app. A Mississippi woman was arrested last week and charged with one count of possessing obscene material of persons under the age of 17. 20-year-old Noelle Lynn Savage of Starkville, Mississippi was detained in Buell Friday. And right now at TuscaloosaThread.com, don't miss a sneak peek of artist Daniel Moore's painting of the 2023 Iron Bowl Clinch and Catch made by Isaiah Bond. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. I'm attorney Steven Mizrano. Did you? And BBQ.com, Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate, or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Every Tuesday and Wednesday, made possible by Dreamland. That wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy barbecue sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa, and the original location there off Jug Factory Road, downtown Northport, Dreamland. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today at 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days, highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny, the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9.
welcome you right back into the game here in Tuscaloosa. We're going to Brad Edwards, a college football veteran, worked for uh, 25 years at ESPN, now Gridiron and the Gospel podcaster, and a guy that is an author of Dynasty by the Numbers. When you look at Brad Edwards, Jay Brad Edwards, we called him the BCS guru for many, many years. We're going to talk about the BCS system, and we're going to talk about the future of college football playoffs. We're going to talk about whether this team uh, is able to win a national title. We'll also look back at the college football playoff rankings and uh, ask him, did they get it right? Brad Edwards, welcome back to T10. I hope you're having an amazing afternoon. Uh, going good so far, I guess I would say, Ryan. It's, uh, it's a little cold up here. I'm not sure how it is in Alabama, but um, yeah, definitely starting to feel like winter in Connecticut. Well, and I can imagine that it is, but uh, here it's, it's you know, how it, it, at night it falls down in the 30s and then at the daytime, uh, like currently it is 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The sun is shining. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not trying to rub it in, Brad, but it, it is, it's not a bad afternoon. But tonight we're going to get down to about 32. So uh, we get cold, we grab our jacket. Yeah, you just have to dress in layers here. As you know, you went to school right, here. So exactly. it's uh, same, same stuff. But uh, Brad, I'd love to get your thoughts when you look at the committee. And you have analyzed numbers. You were a guy that gave us projections for many, many years, and the algorithms went into the BCS formula. Uh, in your opinion, did the committee get it right? I think they did get it right, and I don't think there, was, there should have been much of a question that they got it right. But what makes it difficult for people to accept is that they haven't gotten it right in so many previous years. And, you know, the, the whole challenge of getting the four best, they were – they, they were able to ignore some of the criteria and just simply take the four best teams because they had this condition in there where if there's an injury that would affect, you know, it's kind of like the get-out-of-jail-free card, they were able to overlook Florida State because of the quarterback injury. Um, had it not been for that, I, I don't think there's any question Florida State would have been in, um, Alabama would not have been, um, you know, would Florida State just simply by virtue of being undefeated automatically be better than Alabama? Um, not necessarily, but I don't think the committee would have given it much of a thought if not for that. So to me, that's, that's kind of, you know, where they've run into issues in previous years is that when there wasn't some sort of injury, um, you know, have they always taken the four best teams? I, I would argue that last year they didn't take the four best. And I know this seems very easy to say in hindsight, but um, I certainly didn't think TCU was one of the four best teams. And then after they failed to win the Big 12, I, I thought it would have been very easy to leave TCU out. And, and yet, because they would have had to have put a two-loss team in instead of them, you know, they chose not to do it. And so when you see that kind of thing happen year after year after year, then um, – you know, it, it's easy to kind of fall into this trap of, okay, what the committee's definition of best really is, is not the way that most people consider best. Um, and, and so there had been a lot of consistency, uh, even though I think they had an incorrect definition of what constitutes better or best, um, they were at least consistent with it in recent years all the way up until this year. And I think that's really what caught people by surprise. It, it's that the criteria that had uh, had been applied last year and the year before that were not necessarily, you know, what they did this time around. How confident were you right there before, you know, Reese Davis made that announcement uh, that Alabama was in the four teams? Uh, how confident were you going into that selection that they were going to get it right? 
Um, I, I was relatively confident. I, I, I definitely wasn't certain. Um, but I was relatively confident only because I had seen the numbers of people who were predicting that Alabama was in the last spot. And, and I, I say this just because I was in the business long enough to know that there are a lot of people who have connections, have relationships. And I'm not going to point to any one particular person on the selection committee um, because I, I really don't know that anyone would be a, a logical leak. But I just know that over the course of the years, there have been a whole lot of people who have served on the selection committee who have had previously existing relationships with people who are in the media and it would almost be inconceivable to me that at some point someone didn't leak out uh the nature of some of the conversation that's going on in the room now i'm not saying that someone you know like on that sunday morning texted somebody from the committee meeting room and said hey here's what we're going to do but i'm just saying that there i think there's enough conversation that goes on in the previous couple of weeks maybe even some things that were said on Saturday that someone might have had a conversation with someone else and, you know, given an indication of which way it was leaning. And when I start to see a number of people in the national media who are all kind of in agreement, and especially when they start to say things like, this isn't necessarily the way I would have done it, but this is what I think the committee's going to do, and, and they're all on the same page, I figure, you know what, someone has some information somewhere. And that may, that may not be true. But that's my gut feeling, and that's why I felt like Alabama was probably in as it started to get closer and closer to the announcement. Brett, have you been a little bit surprised at the reaction uh, for Florida State? Because I know we have in Tuscaloosa. From a national perspective, have you been a little bit uh, surprised at, at the way that uh, people have handled Florida State getting left out? No, uh, for two reasons. One is because it's a power five undefeated team and i just think the assumption was always that's the one thing that you could do to guarantee that you're going to be in is go undefeated in one of those leagues but the other part of it is and this is really you know the icing on the cake is that the conference that benefited was the sec and the team that benefited was alabama and so that's going to fuel all sorts of conspiracy theories now the way that I looked at it, Ryan, um, when I would have this discussion with people, you know, in the days leading up to the conference championship games and, and you know, playing out these, these hypothetical scenarios at that point, if Alabama beats Georgia and this happens and that happens, whatever, who would you choose? And, and, and these, these conversations became a lot easier after watching Florida State play another game with a backup quarterback um, in the ACC championship. But the way that I asked the question to people – was not who would you take if Alabama played Florida State, but it was, and, and, and I, I am a believer that if you ask each member of that selection committee individually, separate from everyone else in the room, you just ask them point blank, who do you think would win if Florida State, and let, let's say with the backup quarterback, the one who will quarterback the bowl game, not the one who quarterback the ACC championship, who do you think would win if Florida State with the second string quarterback played Oregon? Two lost Oregon who did not win the Pac-12. And I think if it was not unanimous, it would be close to unanimous that everyone would take Oregon. And so if that's your honest answer, then that should, by default, 
say whether you think Florida State is one of the four best teams because no one was putting Oregon in their top four. They weren't even considering it after they lost to Washington again. But I, but I do think that in an honest moment, every one of those committee members would have told you that if you lined them up the next day on a neutral field, they would have picked Oregon to beat Florida State. Brad, when you look at the future of college football playoffs, when we expand to 12 teams, how will this decision, and I know this is a hypothetical, how will this decision impact the future of college football? In other words, are these commissioners going to put their feet in the sand and say, listen, we, we want these automatic qualifiers. If you're a conference champ, you're in the playoff regardless of your record. Uh, how do you think that decision of leaving Florida State out, putting Alabama in, could impact the algorithm or the formula that we come up with uh, to put the next 12 teams in the playoffs next year? I don't think it'll have much of an impact for two reasons. Uh, one is that it's going from four to 12. So at this point, it, it, I mean, look, we always thought it was impossible before that unique scenario played out this year with Florida State where they didn't have their starting quarterback at the end of the year. Um, but, but moving forward, I, I think it is safe to say now there is no way an undefeated power four, I guess we'd have to call it, with there being no more Pac-12, but a, an undefeated power conference champion is going to get left out of a 12-team playoff. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, the other thing is that now with the consolidation of power um, because of realignment, you know, we saw that 12 of the top 13 teams in the committee's final rankings are going to be in either the SEC or the Big Ten next year. Now, that's not to say that, you know, that as a general rule, 10 or 11 out of the 12 playoff teams are going to come from those two leagues, but I just it totally changes the dynamics as far as, you know, the, the strength of the conferences. I mean, to whatever degree people might have previously felt like there's not that much difference between, you know, these leagues and those leagues. I mean, there, there's no way around it now. There are two leagues that are much stronger than all the others. And I, I, I think I think that's going to play out in the committee uh, rankings as far as who's going to get the majority of the at-large bids. And so something like this, I really don't think it's going to have much of an impact. Now, that said... I still think it'll be possible for an undefeated non-power league champion to get left out. If there are two of them, if there are two undefeated teams, like, you know, like this year Liberty was there, let's say there had been, you know, someone from the MAC or the Mountain West, you know, that had also gone undefeated, um, one of them's probably going to get left out. I don't think they're both going to get in. Um, that could still happen, but as far as a scenario like Florida State, if that happens again in the 12-team world, they are in the playoff, and truth be told, there's still a really good chance they're going to be in as one of the top four seeds. Brad, when you look at the highly likely scenario, what do you think how we'll decide the 12-team playoff in, in your best guess? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, like, how will we get there? I mean, I know we're going there, but, I mean, it nothing's been finalized, correct? Oh, well, I mean – the framework is in place as far as, you know, how they're going to choose the teams. I mean, to me, the, the big question that remains unanswered, uh, this is the second year in a row that if you look at, okay, if the selection committee's rankings had been applied uh, to the final standings, um, this is what the seedings would have been. And I think when you look at those, like last year, for example, um, you know, we remember that Michigan won at Ohio State to cap off an undefeated season, won the Big Ten, 
And yet, if you look at how the seeding would have lined up based on the way the committee did it for four teams, Ohio State actually would have had a better draw than Michigan. Um, and this year, if you look at how it would have lined up, <laughs> Alabama being the four seed and theoretically playing the winner of Florida State, the number five seed, and Liberty, the number 12 seed, Alabama would have a better quarterfinal draw than number one Michigan, who would probably be playing Oregon. So I can certainly see where they would need to change their seeding in order to make it um, more friendly to the number one overall seed. And another thing that you would see that's come up is uh, first-round matchups within conferences. So this year, if they had it in place, based on what they did with the four-team model, um, number six and 11 are, if, if I remember correctly, is Georgia and Ole Miss. And then 7 and 10 are Ohio State and Penn State. So you would have not only two conference rematches, but two rematches of games that I believe were both played in November. So you're looking at you know relatively late-season games that would be rematched, whereas if you just have the, the flexibility to move teams one seed line like they do for basketball, you can avoid having rematches of games that were just fairly recently played between members of the same conference. And I, I think they need to do that. That has not been announced. Uh, but it seems to me, you know, that's going to give us games that people don't really want to see. And because this year, neither one of those games was even close. So we, we definitely don't need to see those played again. And I think it would be more interesting if you had, you know, uh, interconference matchups. That's that's what college football fans want to see. Yeah, and I couldn't, I mean, you know, think about this this time next year. You could have these college football sites to host, you know, like Bryant Denny hosting a playoff game. I can't even imagine the atmosphere. I mean, we love college football, as you know, here. But, I mean, to host a playoff game? Oh, yeah. And that, Ryan, that's why, to me, I still think the biggest way that this whole 12-team model has dropped the ball, and and I mean specifically the powers that be who have decided how it's going to be formatted, is that they still want the one, two, three, and 4 seeds coming off of their bye. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with them getting a bye as a reward for a great season, but they're going to play the quarterfinals on neutral fields as part of the bowl structure. And I, I think those teams also deserve to have the benefit of a home game for having accomplished what they did during the season. And, and uh, I think you and I have talked about this before, but can you imagine how excited Big Ten fans would be? And let's just use Michigan in this case. Like, can you imagine if if who's the not who's the nine seed? The Oregon is the eight. Nine, I think it's Missouri. It Which is. Maybe that's not maybe that's not as big of a deal. But can you imagine if someone like Miami or Florida State, Florida, had to go up to Ann Arbor in late December and play Michigan in the snow? Whew. Like, you talk about a home field advantage. I mean that that's what you play the season for is to be able to get not just your home crowd but the weather in your favor and stuff like that. I mean, that would be awesome for college football to have that home field advantage, not just for that first round, but for the quarterfinals as well. And um, I think that's the, that's one of the big places where they have missed out in this is, is by, you know, using the bowls to play the quarterfinals. We're talking right now with Brad Edwards, Jay Brad Edwards on the Twitter. Uh, when you look at Gridiron and the Gospel podcast that he does with George Schroeder there, uh, we're talking a lot of college football. We look at the playoffs with Alabama and Michigan. 
give me some early thoughts on this game. I know we're a few weeks away, but uh, when you look at this game and begin to break it down, what do you see? I think it's a good matchup for Alabama. Um, you know that they're they're playing a team that is pretty straightforward in what it does. You know, they're they now they do have a quarterback who is athletic and can run. They um they don't do a ton of it within the normal scope of their offense, but he's very capable of of you know and they do it enough to you know to keep you honest. In fact, I would I would maybe compare it a little bit to like the way that Georgia's offense was with Stetson Bennett. Uh, but generally speaking, I, I don't think Michigan's pass game is all that potent. Um, if, if Alabama can stop their run, I think they've re- got a really good chance of being able to hold them under 30, um, maybe under 20, who knows. Um, Michigan does have a very good defense, but as many people have pointed out, that defense in the Big Ten this year has not seen anything like Jalen Milrow. Uh, and I'm not saying a lot of defenses around the country have seen anything like him. And look, Milrow has certainly had his fair share of games where he wasn't really on, you know, where he just a little bit off target in the passing game. And I think Michigan needs to hope that it's one of those days for him because the the combination of run and pass that you get with him and the explosive athleticism that he has as a runner, they not only they don't have anybody on the scout team that's going to be able to replicate that, but they haven't seen anything close to that on their schedule so far this year. So I, I think there is there is an advantage for Alabama there uh, when you look at that matchup and the way that previous opponents might have prepared them for what they're going to see in this game. Brad, when you look back at the turning point of this season, um, I've watched Alabama football a long time, was a fan before I got on this radio thing, and when you look at this growth of this team, we've talked about that this may be Nick Saban's best coaching job, the transformation. When you look back at the season, in your eyes, what was the turning point for this Alabama football team? You know, that that's hard for me to say because, I mean, the, the easy default is, I mean, it was one play. For sure. as much as you can say they got better, I mean, fourth and 31, um, <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't complete that pass, and we're not having this conversation right now. So, I mean, maybe you don't call it the turning point, but that was certainly the pivot point for everything. Now, if, if you want to, you know, if, if I want to do a, a better job of answering your question, to me, it was the LSU game. And, look, I mean, they didn't really stop Jaden Daniels in that offense while he was in the game, right? Like, it that was a big play when he got knocked out. Now, Alabama did already have the lead at that point, and it might not have mattered. Um, but where I kind of felt like it was a turning point is that was the game where I think Alabama knew they needed to score more than 40 to win that. And it, it looked like they dipped into the offensive playbook and pulled out some things that we had not seen, and predominantly the quarterback run. And I, I think when you look at what Milrow did as a runner in that game, and we saw it a little bit in the Kentucky game and the Auburn game, um, but especially on that last drive to run out the clock against Georgia, um, some of the design quarterback runs that Alabama used sparingly through most of the season, that is what makes Alabama dangerous. That's what makes Alabama a threat to win the national championship. And, um, that was the game against LSU when I said, okay, they do have that. And, and this offense is capable of taking it up another level where it's not strictly depending on the deep ball. 
in order to beat people. And when you've got a quarterback who can run like that, in addition to being able to throw the deep ball as well as Milrow has thrown it this year, you've got some problems as far as having to pick your poison and how you're going to defend them. And uh, that was the that was the point at which I thought, okay, Alabama is not only capable of uh, getting to the SEC championship game without a loss, but they're capable of beating Georgia and getting into the playoff. And uh, obviously that's, that's where they are right now. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find The Gridiron of the Gospel by uh, Brad Edwards, a guy that loves college football as much as we do here in the Tuscaloosa. If you're not able to remember any of that, you can simply go to Brad's Twitter account, Edwards, right there on the Twitter account, and connect with everything he's able to do. But uh, you can set it for the automatic downloads uh, wherever you get your podcast. Brad, I hope we can visit before the game, but, uh, man, I can't wait to, to get to the Rose Bowl. It's been January the 1st of 1945. The last time Alabama played, quote, officially, uh, 2021, Rolls Bowl in Dallas, but officially right. out in Pasadena, January the 1st, 1945. So it's been a little bit. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah, of course, there was the national championship game that was in the Rose Bowl that wasn't the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, and hey, it's, you know, it's, it's in the fight song. I mean, it, it's a big part of Alabama football history, even though it's been forever. Absolutely, and I think uh, that that is evident by opening up your Delta or Southwest or American Airlines app and try to book a flight between Birmingham and Pasadena. <laughs> if you don't think Alabama fans are excited to go here, just open up the app and see if you can book a flight. Uh, it is a challenge. It is a challenge. You, you might be best to fly to Chicago, stay there for a day, and then fly to Pasadena. That might be another. I mean, because people that I've heard of, they're running out of options of trying to get out west. It is crazy uh you know the 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 birmingham to las vegas stay there for a few all that stuff's gone like everybody you know alabama wow. fans have spent a fortune uh following this nick saban tenure and they're going to spend a fortune to get to pasadena but that's not going to hold them back uh brad I, if we don't talk before christmas man merry christmas to you and your family i uh, hope you have an enjoyable time and hopefully we're able to catch up well thank you and merry christmas to everyone in tuscaloosa as well thank you brad have a great day you all right Thank you. That is Brad Edwards. J. Brad Edwards on the Twitter account. J. Brad Edwards. Always fun to bit a visit with him. We're going to continue. We're going to take your phone calls. I like what he said about LSU, but I almost felt bad for saying it. Saying what? We'll talk about it next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. Nissan. Hey, this is Kit Kat and Britt from Mobile. Roll tidings and Merry Christmas to everyone at Tide 100.9 all the great callers and listeners, and to the Tide Twitter Army. We love y'all. Roll Tide. I'll be home for Christmas. 
can plan on me Please have snow and mistletoe Alright, we welcome you right back into the game here in Tuscaloosa. Enjoyed hearing the Christmas greetings that we've been playing. I know we've got a ton of those and you can still submit those. We've still got plenty of uh, time here. You go to the app, you hit the three drop-down menu and you say send a voice audio uh, you can do it uh, any way you want to do it, and uh, we greatly appreciate you guys doing that. And Noah's got a bunch of those to work on. Appreciate you guys sending those. Let's go to Anon down in Florida. We're asking about the turning point of the season. Anon, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Uh, good afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you are too, man. It's a great day. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think this time is dragging. A little bit, uh, a little bit. Yeah, Alabama's going to be back on the practice field on Saturday. They'll give us plenty of things to talk about. Great, 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 great. Yeah, I just uh, listened to uh, the uh, segment there with, uh, I guess it's Brian Edwards, is it? Uh, Brad, Brad. Brad Edwards, yes, yes. Sorry about that. No, you're fine, uh, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just listening to what he was saying about, you know, the uh, the part where he says, you know, if we, we, we took Oregon and uh, put him up against Florida State, you know, who, who would win that matchup? I mean, I, I think that analogy is, I don't want to say it's bogus or what it is, but that's not how the college football playoff committee works. They have criteria to follow and, uh, you know, bylaws or protocols, whatever have you. And I think that's all they do. They don't, I don't think they ever say who can beat who on any given day, and that's how they do it. I think they pretty much, I, I believe they've been very consistent in, in, in what they've done throughout the, uh, the 10 selections. I mean, you're looking at the, you know, the time uh, Cincinnati made it in there. I mean, you could probably look at several other teams that could have beat Cincinnati, but they didn't go that route. They went the route according to what their bylaws uh, stated. And then, again, with TCU, the same thing. Uh, it was year one year with Ohio State and Alabama. I, I thought they made the right decision. And, again, uh, uh, you know, we thought last year that uh, Alabama could have beaten TCU. But they followed their protocol, and, uh, you know, we didn't get in. But you know, I would say any given day, and we saw what the results were uh, for the bowl games. You could, you could easily say Alabama would have beaten TCU on, on any given day. Um, and also this year, I think they followed what their protocol was, and that's how Alabama got selected. I don't well, think but, was, but, but to go back, and I don't want to, you know, get an you know, argument here, but, but look, you said it's not the right formula. I mean, to me, that's how you decide who's the better team, right? No, 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 I'm not saying it's not the right formula. I'm just saying they're following what they set out 10 years ago. They're not deviating from it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. We could, If you want, you could just have them say have an opinion at the end of the season and, and they put in whoever they want to put in. But they have a criteria that they follow. They've been following it for 10 years now. And I think they've been following that pretty strict up to this, up to this day. I mean, you look at this year. I mean, you look at it, Alabama, they had the strength of schedule, plus they had that fourth uh, criteria, which uh, said if, you know, they have a key player that's down, um, and they used it. They used it. It was never about uh, saying that Alabama on any given day could be Florida State with that. I don't believe that at all. I, I mean, I've followed the, the committees, and I've always been, you know, uh, I took a liking to them because I see that I, every year, you know, what they did and, all the numbers they show at the end. The only problem is that we don't know how to get to those strength of schedule. I, I can't figure it out uh, and all that other stuff. And then, like I said, you know, they have that eye test 
uh, which is probably subjective, but uh, I, I I believe, right, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I have no problem with it. Okay. All right, let's um, go to the, the uh, question. Okay. When you look at the turning point of the season, in your opinion, what what is it? I think, uh, I've been saying it all along, it's the penalties. The Alabama's cut down uh, on their penalties, and I think the players are playing better this year than they were last year. I think you can even say that they, they, they had better players last year, but these, this year's players, they're playing better than last year's players. But I think penalties definitely is. Of course, there is other stuff, the, the O-line, whatever have you. Um, but I think penalties, if you look back at it, Alabama hasn't you know, been committing too many penalties, which, is, which, which affects the game throughout when they, when they turn that corner. And that's, that's my thing. You know, that is a good point. I, I need to go look. I know that they've, in times, they've let it slip back into their uh, MO, but let's just look real quick because I know Alabama was in the 120s last. Oh, they're at 56, 56 in the country. Wow, that's a that's a big improvement. I mean, they they more than cut it in half when you look at that. Oh, wow, okay. So they're only averaging yeah. 5.8 uh, penalties per game, 5.8 penalties per game. Let's Let's look in the month of November. Let's see if we can isolate that down to just the month of November because that's when Alabama kind of started playing, you know, better football. Let's, let's yeah. take it and see. Uh, okay, well, actually, it, it actually goes the other way. It's 75th in the country. Right. But um, has, yeah, right. I mean, the thing about it, too, but it, it's not only that. It's, it, it's those penalties that, that come at crucial times or that, that really affected the game. You're not seeing that anymore when they you know started playing good. They weren't committed penalties that really had some kind of effect on the game. Yeah, you can get a false start here and there or whatever. But, uh, you know, at the beginning, they were just making, they were committed too many penalties, and those that which would really, you know, affect the outcome of the game or make it closer than it would, you know, would have been. Gotcha. I, I just think that's one thing. I mean, there's many other factors, but like I said, I think these players have gotten better, the ones that were there last year. They've gotten better at their craft. And um, and they just they're playing a whole lot better. They're not dropping balls, um, you know. They're not making dumb mistakes like you know, they, you know, they did last year. I, I mean, I think that's in a nutshell, more or less what it is. I mean, I don't know what you think as far as going to ask you a question. Uh, is, do you think Gerald Miro is is fifty percent there, seventy five? Uh, you know, uh, how close do you think he is to being what he should be? As far as healthy-wise? No, no, I'm talking about his play. I mean, if you want to compare him to Bryce Young, you can, or any other quarterback. I mean, is he there? Is Jerry Lemo uh, where he's supposed to be? Or does he need oh, I, to think there's a, I think there's a lot more ceiling to go. I think someone asked me this yesterday, yeah. and I said 7.5 out of 10, and I, I'm just giving yeah. some growth right there. So Right. Yeah, I'm not saying from where he was. I'm just saying where he should be. Um, at this point, uh, yeah, I'd say probably about 60, 65%. I think they still quite a bit, which is going to come with time. Of course, we know that. Yeah. No, I, I think there's still some growth there. Hey, thanks so much, Anon. All right. Roll tight. Roll tight. Thank you, man. Anon helping us out from the state of Florida. Uh, we're going to continue taking more phone calls. We're going to go uh, to Warren, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Paul and Lincoln, I see you. Dawson, I see you as well. But going back to the LSU game, I almost feel bad for saying it. But Brad pointed it out. When Alabama knocked out Daniels in that game, that was a turning point of the season. 
I mean, it was, yeah, Alabama could have possibly won the game, but Daniels was having a solid game. And it's almost you feel guilty, but injuries are part of it. I mean, would Alabama be in the playoffs without an injury? I think we could probably look on two different occasions. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hey, this You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I was going to take Warren on this side of the break. Noah, I think I've made a little bit of a transition because I don't want to pin him up against the top of the hour break. Uh, Warren, I'm going to take you after the 3 o'clock hour. I want to give you plenty of time. You've waited uh, a couple of minute, extra minutes there. And then we're going to go Paul and Lincoln, and then we'll go to Dawson, and then we'll go to Blueberry Steve up in Montreal. We're asking the question, when you look back at the turning point of the, of the season, if Alabama is able to go on and they go to the Rose Bowl and they hoist up that national championship trophy, and we win number 19. When you look back at this season, what will be that turning point? What will be the flip? Uh, we've talked about the LSU game. I think the second half against Tennessee is another one of those. I know Brad said the pivot point. I like the way that he described that. None of this matters. We're not even having the conversation about Alabama in the playoffs if that 31-yard reception. Yeah, we could have still stopped Georgia, but that 31-yard pass to Isaiah Bond is why Daniel Moore Art has illustrated it so beautiful. And second and 26 was my favorite play as an Alabama fan. Devontae Smith from Tua Tungavaloa, big old Alex Leatherwood on the outside. Uh, but it was, it was that play, right, to me. This play, if Alabama goes on to win another national title, it will at least equal to that, right? It's not there yet, but if they go on to win number 19, it may pull up there. Uh, the singular play of Alabama walking off national champ is pretty amazing. I don't think it will ever be surpassed, uh, but there could be other moments that, that would tie this. Let me tell you about the wharf. If you're looking for a new pair of boots, Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more, how about the work in Western wear for the entire family? Uh, when you talk about the jeans, Wrangler, Levi, Lee, you'll find those. Casual boot, Western boot, uh, Carhartt clothing, Rocky clothing, all the items that you're looking for for that special person in your life the christmas ideas you can find it there the inventory go over and see my friends mark and lee they're located conveniently there on mcfarland boulevard between winn dixie and the blue plate the wharf since 1976 the work in western headquarters for the entire family with all the name brands that you have trusted over the years it is the wharf since 1976 we'll come back we're going to south carolina myrtle beach south carolina warren first up paul and lincoln dawson and blueberry steve up in montreal canada you're listening to tuscaloosa's longest running sports show i'm ryan fowler this is the game on tide 100.9 wtbc you're home for alabama crimson tide sports Paint days are WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Dan 
Buyer. Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel says the wide receiver Tyreek Hill is day-to-day with an ankle injury suffered in last night's loss to the Titans. Dolphins have the Jets coming up in Week 15. Chargers will start Week 15 with a matchup against the Raiders. Easton Sticks going to start at quarterback because Justin Herbert is done for the year. Placed on injured reserve today because of the fractured index finger on his right hand. The Browns say tackle Jedrick Wills Jr. will not return this season from a knee injury suffered last month. Cleveland also lost rookie right tackle Dewan Jones for the year with a torn MCL. In college football, former Duke quarterback Riley Leonard announced he is transferring to Notre Dame. Former Ohio State running back Chip Trainum is headed to play for Kentucky, while in women's basketball, Iowa's Caitlin Clark has signed a deal with Gatorade. Suns forward Kevin Durant out tonight against Golden State because of an ankle injury. The Royals have reportedly signed a right-handed pitcher Seth Lugo to a three-year deal worth $45 million. to go we're taking your phone calls we're gonna get a warning south carolina coming up here in just a couple of seconds we are always powered by tuscaloosa toyota tuscaloosa toyota.com the new vehicles right now with some new apr uh saving some money on some interest specials also some one thousand dollars apr cash on the 2024 camry the 2024 toyota rav4 the 2023 tacoma 2.75 apr for 36 the highlander 2.9 percent apr for 36 the corolla 1000 cash back regardless of which vehicle you choose you come with that lifetime powertrain warranty on all new toyotas and also most pre-owned inventory as well we're going to go to vince bobot coming up here in about 45 minutes a unique item as we celebrate this because i don't know about you but when you look at the rolls ball i'm getting ready to to have some fun right we're going out there we're going to cover it we're going to be wall-to-wall coverage uh, that week of leading into that game on that monday night that we're going to get back and We'll go right back to Houston if Alabama was able to win the game. But the turning point of the season is what? We'll feature Blake Brockemeyer coming up at 4 o'clock, offensive lineman, All-American, and a college football analyst for 247 Sports. So he'll we'll feature him coming up at 4 o'clock. Right now it's Warren in South Carolina. Hey, Warren, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Warren. I'm not able to hear Warren. Let me put him back on hold uh, there. Let's see. Uh, was that him right there at the end, uh, Noah? I thought I may have heard him pack back up. We'll, we'll give him a second right here. If not, uh, we'll move on and we'll go to Paul and Lincoln and ask the turning point uh, of the season. Let's go to Paul and Lincoln and we'll come back to Warren if we can. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. 
Well, Ryan, you're gonna have to settle for me, buddy. Yeah, um, I that that's a good settling price, man. <laughs> How are you? Good. How's everything in Title Town? Just getting ready to go win a national title, man. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I am too. It's, it's I'm, finals I'm, week. The great place to catch all the players is at the library this week. It is finals week. Yes, it is. It, yeah. it is. It 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 is. And uh, Ryan, I got some breaking news. Uh, oh no. Wasn't uh, I could have I've been hearing for about two weeks that that Riley Leonard was a lock to the bugs in Lee County. Uh, mm. I guess someone forgot to mention to 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 Riley Leonard that he was a lock to to go down there into that bastion of morality down there in Lee County. But uh, heads up, he's headed to uh, he's headed to South Bend. So, smart kid wow wow what a what a what a crushing defeat that is for the bugs yeah i mean that's i mean, I mean that's they had a... their mind they had their heart set on him it was going to be him and then they're going to flip ryan williams and at the freeze five combined with riley riley leonard was going to take them to the to, to the promised land with um you know with their spiritual leader you have to freeze at the helm uh Man, what a what a uh, what a setback it is for the Bugs. Yeah, when, well, when you look at Auburn, uh, they'll tell you a lot of different things. I mean, they thought Ryan Williams was going to flip to them uh, yesterday, and oh, it, 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 he, he's still he's still going to do it. Right? Oh, he you, is. You, okay, you, you okay. forgot to get, you forgot you, you didn't get the memo. Well, I mean, yesterday would have been a perfect opportunity in a press conference with all the media eyes on him when he re like classified from twenty twenty five to twenty twenty four. Wow. Okay. Well, um, well yeah, he's he's just trolling. He's just trolling. Oh, Chris Saban. okay. You know, well. you know, even though he's been committed to Alabama for a year and his family's all in you know, to to the University of Alabama, he's he's just trolling us. You know, in in the end, according to the uh, the Boog uh, media, uh, uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna flip. It's just a matter of time. He's you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna send another shot across the bow, uh, according to the Boogs, but. Uh, what what a delusional, what a delusional fan base that that, that bunch is. Well, uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze <laughs> could be, you know, as far as year number one. Uh, when you look at this season, I thought he would beat somebody he was not supposed to beat. They didn't do that, uh, and they could end up with a losing season. And Alabama, oh. I mean, they had Alabama against the wall, and you oh, know, of course they did. So, I'm I'm a big Mike Loxley. To Leah Tungabailoa fan, knock them out uh, when, when they invade when they invade Nash Vegas. Yeah, uh, can can they in, even in score? Weeks. I mean, enough points to be. I mean, can you fix that offense? Because I hope it's the track meet. I hope it's the track meet, and I hope too is younger younger brother. I hope that he sets records against that bunch of a bunch of degenerates in Lee County. Uh, I'll be a big Turk fan, Ryan, uh, that day. Um, but Ryan, you you asked a question about the turning point of the season, and Ryan, in my view, and this is just Paul and Lincoln's view, I thought the trip to College Station kind of turned started to turn the tables for Alabama because you know as 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 that game was come unfolding, that week was unfolding uh, leading up to the game. I on this on this very show said this was a bad matchup for Alabama's offensive line against their uh, against their defensive front that vaunted defensive front 
and I thought it was a bad matchup. Uh, but as you remember, Ryan, that game was the very first game that Jaden Roberts started at right guard ahead of uh, Darian Dalcourt. And I think him starting paid immediate dividends uh, when you talk about this offensive line starting to, to become more physical, a more cohesive unit. And I thought that game, and that's a tough environment. We know that's a tough, tough environment. I thought uh, I thought Jalen Milrow kind of came into his own in, in, in that game. Uh, you know, he hit he hit quite a few deep passes. But as the as their defense started to guard against Bama going over the top, you know, Tommy Reese started introducing uh, those those intermediate passes. Uh, out into the flats behind the linebackers. And I just thought that game, to me, kind of was the start of kind of where we're at right now with this team. I, I thought I thought it started out in, uh, in, in college session, and that was a big win. That was a very big win. Uh, I, know, I know A&M has kind of gone south since then, but leading up to that game, there was a, <laughs> there was a lot of folks that thought A&M was going to, was going to take Bama down. Um, but I think it started there, Ryan, just to be honest with you, my friend. You know, that, that, that's a good possibility. It's one that I really haven't spent a lot of time thinking about. But, you know, and I, I tried to throw out, you know, following the Texas loss, you know, if Alabama doesn't lose to Texas, does this team go on, uh, what is this, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11-game winning streak? I mean, if they don't lose to Texas, do they? Well, well, Texas certainly shine shine uh, some light on on some of the deficiencies uh, that uh, we had, uh, maybe some of the warts, for lack of a better term. And then the you know the the following round we go to we go to Tampa and just just stink the place up offensively. Now the defense was solid in that game um, and. Uh, but you know, yeah, and then and then you know, you could God, there's so many routes you could go. The next week, we we come into Tus- back to Tuscaloosa and and uh, play Ole Miss and beat them down at the half, and and really kind of um, we took we took the game over in the second half, and 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 kind of won going away, and uh, but then the very next week, that that's when we went to uh, the College Station and. Um, you know, if if you're going to ask me to kind of circle a game to where I thought maybe things started to turn, I'm gonna, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say the game in, in College Station. Paul, do you do you think we're bad people if we say that you know because there was an argument that Brad made a couple of minutes ago talking about when we knocked out Daniels uh, against the LSU game, and I almost felt bad of that, but it's injuries are why we're here. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, that listen, I know he was having a a Herculean effort against Alabama. Uh, Jaden Daniels was that night. Um, I, 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 I mean, but know, their defense couldn't stop. There, no, it 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 could have wound up being, um, you know, I mean, forty two twenty eight is a pretty high scoring affair. But it, it could have if Jaden if if Daniels is is still healthy, doesn't get knocked out. That game potentially could have went down to um, you know whoever had the whoever had the 
the ball last because we 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 had a hard time hemming him up. Um, but it, it listen, it happened, and you're right. Injuries are part of the game. I remember, and and there, there's you know I don't I don't question Coach Saban a lot. I do question him some, but um, I, I, I'll always question why Tua was in the game up 35 to seven against Mississippi State in uh, the 2019 uh, trip over there to Starkville. You know he had he had you know he he was really after the LSU game the week before he was kind of he was kind of on one leg. Uh, after that, just that, uh, what a game that was the week before against LSU, the one we lost 46-41. But to be up 35-7 to and um, still in the game, c- kind of on one one uh, one wheel, uh, I'll, uh, you know, that's that's something I'll, I'll, I'll always question. I mean, I, I don't think it's against the law, maybe on the show, to question Kurt Saban at times. and that, But that sure was one that I, I certainly questioned. Here we go. Paul, I appreciate you, man, as always, for being a part of our show. You got it, guys. Roll Tide, man. Right back to you. It's Rumsey Environmental. It's a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. We'll go to Dawson coming up next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Northport has approved a one-year agreement in hopes of having the Kentuck Festival stay put in 2024. However, City Attorney Ron Davis says members of the Kentuck Board are trying to kidnap the festival from Northport. More in the Tuscaloosa Threat app. A Mississippi woman was arrested last week and charged with one count of possessing obscene material of persons under the age of 17. 20-year-old Noelle Lynn Savage of Starkville, Mississippi was detained in Buell Friday. And right now at TuscaloosaThread.com, don't miss a sneak peek of artist Daniel Moore's painting of the 2023 Iron Bowl clinching catch made by Isaiah Bond. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic on a good looking Tuesday afternoon. No active wrecks. Now, what I'm seeing is spotty traffic. McFarland in the construction zone, pretty slow between Academy Drive and 69. McFarland, very heavy over by Midtown. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. 
Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. If you need StudioMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life, it's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms, Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26, Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas is... Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today at 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny. The high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Spencer Schatz from Brandon, Mississippi, wishing everybody a Merry Christmas and a Roll Tide. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Let me remind you about Nuke's Eatery. If you're looking for a great sandwich, how about a daily soup special? California-style pizza, a salad, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. If you're thinking about catering from a small office party, you're celebrating that special Christmas holiday with some family get-togethers. Those guys have done a great job for my family and you know, when you get through with about half a dozen parties, you get kind of tired of the traditional food. Nothing wrong with the traditional food, but uh, they have catered our special uh, family gathers in the past, and I know they'll do a great job for you as well. 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. Let's go to Dawson. Dawson, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? Well, I'm doing fine, except this pneumonia. I do, I'd be doing a lot better. But, oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You've got pneumonia? 
I have pneumonia. I really do. There's a lot of people out and around that are sick, and uh, some way or other, I got it. I, I, I left my my great 40 acres and went into Walmart. <laughs> I got you. So do you have an anyway, antibiotic? Do you have... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't normally go to a doctor, but... Um, this might be the time. I did go to the doctor and got some, uh, I think, a steroid and antibiotics and all that kind of stuff, so... Uh, hopefully I'll be good to go. Dawson, Ryan, I, wanna, um, I want you to take us back because most people can't do this. Um, the Rose Bowl was played in 1945. What do you remember about that day? <laughs> I wish I could remember about that day. I did talk to some. I was at a practice, open practice one year. Oh, I don't know, back around maybe 1995 or something like that. I was at a practice, Alabama practice, and uh, in the stands, they were letting people come in on at that time, and um, I was talking to this guy, and he was, he was actually at the Rose Bowl. Oh, very cool, game. very cool. And so we, I talked, of course, I had that interest, so I talked with him about it, and so that's as far back as I can go. But I don't know why they don't include that Rose Bowl that we played the national championship. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, they count the Duke game, don't they? I mean, the Duke game was not played at the Rose Bowl. So why do they not count well, Alabama but it's, it's kind of like the Sugar Bowl, right? We've played down there for national title games, but it's it's a different name of the game. No, I think it was still the Rose Bowl. It well, was still the Rose Bowl. And they had the Rose Bowl parade and all the festivities went with the Rose Bowl and all that kind of thing. It was the Rose Bowl. But anyway, I say we're six and you can we're call six the university morning, morning, I guess, the and, and debate them. Uh, yeah, we're six morning morning in the Rose Bowl. It's crazy, and, and and you always make excuses for stuff like that. If Duke is a Rose Bowl, so is Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And so uh, and I understand that there was a war going on, but I also understand that you can't you don't just change the rules just because it's not out there in Pasadena. It's still the Rose Bowl. They called then why did they call it the Rose Bowl? Call it something else. So anyway, I'm not looking at that. Now, are you talking about the venue or the actual game itself? Because I think there's a difference. The game itself. I mean, you're always going to have the best tip, but the game itself. Anyway, we debate that. We debate that a different day. I want to get to. I want to get get to our board, Brad. And you know, I don't like Brad. And he's a very poor representative of Alabama football. I can tell you that much. Dawson, it's a Christmas Ryan, spirit, man. Come on. I'm giving the Christmas spirit. And every time this guy comes on, he is the Scrooge, not me. And uh, and when he would talk about Milrow, with the least respect that he has for Milrow, and Ryan, you buy right into it. Let me tell you something, what Milrow has. He's a winner. He's a winner. And his championship-level play is at a winning Left. The boy that won the Heisman Trophy is a loser. He lost three games. If our quarterback had lost three games, how would you rate him? Not, Tell me. Not very good. No. He, our quarterback is, is way, way ahead of him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. And I want our big boy Brad to bring a metric to winning. He always has a metric for all the other stuff. 
But he doesn't have a metric. He doesn't have an equation for winning. But I'll go to Florida State. So he didn't give I, you a very I, good. He didn't give you a very good example of Florida State either. And he would still have put Florida State in there. Ryan, Florida State with his starting quarterback is not as good as Alabama. They're not as good as any any team in that field. Not one. So he's just way way off base. And I don't. Uh, um, as far as all those kinds of things, he's, I don't know. I just I'll, I'll move on. But just put Reese Davis and, and Brad in the same in the same bucket because they're two peas uh, in a pot. All right. So now, what, what do you think they should have said? Do you so you think they should have just said Jalen Miller is the best player in college football? And I didn't say they should have said he was the best, but not a six or a seven, and not even an eight. He's a he's a winner. That's where he is at this point in his game. That's where he is at this point with Alabama. He is a winner. And he and he pointed out some first half stuff. But no matter what kind of mistakes he made, it's like it's like the great Bobby Bowden said when he was talking about one of his great quarterbacks. Look how many interceptions he's thrown. Bobby Bowden says, son, you know how many how many touchdowns that boy's uh thrown? How many how many games that boy's won? And that's the way I, you know, now he's he's lost one game, and we had 18 penalties in that game, 18 penalties, and he had lost three games to seven. No, he, no, Brad don't bring out this stuff. He only has his whatever crap he has going on. But I thought he was a great uh, guest today. I thought his analysis was. Oh, uh, I know you. Well, I know because you're an analytic guy. You like all the you like all that stuff, and you don't challenge it. Because you don't have any way of challenging it because you buy into it. But anyway. Um, Dawson, man, this as, pneumonia's got you in a bring bad out mood. mood. I mean, well, no, I'm not in a bad mood, Ryan. I'm just I'm just telling it like it is. All this stuff that's floating around is just playing crazy. Yeah, we lost to Texas in an early in an early game when our team wasn't settled yet. And all the all those things that happened and went on the eighteen penalties and all that we weren't settled at quarterback yet and and a lot of crazy stuff. But do you think Texas is going to beat Alabama now? No way. And I tell you something else: Texas is not. Their fools go. They are not going to beat Washington. I don't think Washington is the greatest team in the country. But I do sure think that, that they're. Are Are you sure I? about that? Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Texas is not good enough to beat Washington because they they had their they've lived on fool's go. Do you think we're good enough to beat Michigan? Absolutely, I do as well. It's not even going. Yeah. It's yes. not even going to be a contest. I just wanted to make sure you didn't have any doubt. All right, so hmm. I was going to ask you about the turning point of the schedule. Um, well, the turning point, real quick, is and I'll go all the way back. And say that yesterday I said um, I said Tennessee, but I think I'm I'm going to go back with Paul. I think he's right. I think we can go back to uh, the um, before that to A uh, and M, and I think that's where that's where the turning point was because A and M at that point had hope and they had a very good defense at that time, and and yet we had our struggles, and then we and then we came forth with great playing and that's what that's what happened with that so i think that's where the turning point actually was 
and not like Brad said, and not like you accepted. That was because in the LSU game, their quarterback got hurt. That was the turning point. No, no. We were ahead by two touchdowns when he went down. He had a good game. He had a good game in the first half. But, I mean, that was the part where there was no worries. Ryan, he went through the three quarters of the third quarter and didn't do nothing. He come out in the first half and started and didn't do anything. Wow. He'd already played. He'd already played, and and he wasn't beating Alabama. We were hit by two touchdowns. So you think that's why we we won the ball game because so he I, went out? I just want to recap. You said he did nothing. He in three quarters of play. He did okay in the. He did. He, had he did okay in that first half. Two hundred nineteen yards passing and one hundred and sixty three yards rushing. Didn't win the ball game. Well, I know, but you he said he did He was counted as a starter. Did he win the ball game? Did he win the other two ball games? No, he, he lost. His, I bet mean, his, I mean, his stats were better than the other quarterbacks in, at Florida and and for LSU. I bet you he had better stats. I mean, who uh, that they play? Anyway, I guarantee you that he had better stats than the, than, than the things he lost to, whoever that was. Yeah, he, he can build up stats. I've said that a thousand well, times. Stats don't win games. So that would make Jalen Milrow a game manager. No, he's not a game manager. He's a, an exceptionally talented quarterback. And you don't call exceptionally uh, talented quarterbacks game managers. You leave that up to people like Gil, Gilroy. Yeah, Gilroy. I'm just trying <laughs> to fire you up. I just... Oh, baby. Right. I'm I, just I, trying to have. I mean, I've tried to get that. You got to get. That's going to help me get. Yes, I know what. This I mean, stuff coughed up, right? That's right. That's right. So, uh, hey, and, time, hey, man. let me give you one key f- piece of advice because I've had that dead gum pneumonia. That stuff ain't fun. Get outside, man. Get outside. I know it stinks to get outside, but you must get outside. Don't let that crap yeah, you got, settle. You've got to move around. You've, You've got, got to move, to move around. around. you got to move around. So, uh, you can't live around, you'll die. That's right. So when you get 76, you better move around or something. Roll time, man. Thank you, Dawson. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll continue with more of the game. We'll go to J-Rob down in Montgomery. And then coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go to Highland Mint. And it is highlandmint.com. They've, they've printed a Rose Bowl coin for the semifinal game. And I, I like a lot of these collectibles. We're going to give away one of those right here on the program for our score prediction a little bit later. We'll continue with more of the game. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Thanks for listening to the radio. With more power equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power equipment sits two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. 
Northport Power Equipment. It's the a huge part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencon.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencon.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractors and fabrication i-beam installation brian harden construction every friday made possible by brian harden construction the best breakdown of alabama football in the state the game with ryan fowler on your home for alabama sports tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app We're going to head out to the state of Texas, and we'll talk with Blake Brockemeyer. We'll talk about this offensive line and how Alabama was able to transform that. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to feature someone from the Highland Mint. And I was just looking at this Rose Bowl coin, and you can find it at highlandmint.com. You can also go to SB Flip, which is uh, part of what they do is uh, some of the Super Bowl coins. Uh, and we'll talk coming up uh, with Vince Bobot, uh, Executive Vice President of the Highland Mint. And uh, Vince is... Giving us a couple of these coins to give away, so we'll do one uh, hopefully for the SEC Parlay Pick Contest, and then we'll do one for the score prediction for the Rose Bowl. Right now, we'll take more phone calls, and we go to Bubba and Northport. Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. What was the turning point of the season, in your opinion? Well, I've been thinking about it. I okay. have to say the Ole Miss game. Okay. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. That's the game... I changed Alabama shirts and changed outfits to watch the game. <laughs> there we go. That was all. Yeah, I like that. And I've been wearing the same thing ever since. So that was it. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm, well, that's one of the things. I actually do think it was a missed game to me. That's when I thought that, you know, Coach Saban made a decision that Miro's our quarterback. He's our man, do or die. And we stuck with him, and that, that gave our team confidence, and they gradually have gotten better every game since. Okay. I, I really believe I believe that's what was the turning point where I think the players and, you know, they had that players only meeting that week, and, and I really think that was, the, that was the key. That's a good point. I forgot about that uh, meeting. And and that's when they say, hey, guys, we can do this. And we got to get behind this guy right here. And he's going to carry us the way. And he, and he has done that. He has, he has done that. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And uh, I, I mean, the, the guy went through brutal abuse from the fans. Brutal. Um, on, on all the shows, and 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 uh, he just proved them all wrong. And he also got benched by his head coach too. Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, Nick Saban's not immune to the criticism either. And he had Joseph calling every radio show complaining. So, you know, he just he just showed them all that he, he's the he's the savior of this team. I really do think so. And and, and I think a lot of I, I think a lot some other things were growing pains with the offensive coordinator, you know. And and um he is as Miro's gotten better, he's gotten better in his play calling too. So I also think it's a combination of coaching and players buying in and playing as a team. Here we go. All right. Anything else, Bubba? That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when you, what time you want me. To, you gonna pick me up Christmas Day to go to go out to out west. Well. Um... <laughs> You know, if you if you can, you I mean, can you go in a carry on baggage? Probably not. I'm a little bit too, but I would. That, that's on my bucket list to go see a football game in that stadium one day. Check so, in, check in the box, and I think a lot of Alabama fans are going to be able to participate. And I know Dawson says that uh, the Rose Bowl was this and this, and anyway, it's. I understand there's a difference between the BCS championship game and the Rose Bowl, and and I think that's where Dawson's disconnect is is located. Um, right, because the BCS game was not the Rose Bowl; it was the BCS national championship game. Sure, they had the they had the Rose Bowl that and, year. And that's why I doubled down and said, "Hey, the facility or the game?" The 2010 Rose Bowl was Ohio State and Oregon. Right. We and, played and in the then, BCS championship game at the Rose Bowl facility, but anyway, uh, you you, you, and, and you, you coach, can't win that debate. So I just decided to move on. I got to run, Bubba. Thank you, man. All right, roll Right back to you. We're going to go to the Highland Mint. We're going to give a chance to give some of these things away. The website is HighlandMint.com. It's the Rose Bowl collection. Features a beautiful display and how they're involved in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about it next as we go to a executive vice president, Vince Bobot. He's next. T-Town, Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The Toyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. The best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Take a look at five and ten, listening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. 
right, so we welcome you right back into the game. I think this interview will go hand-in-hand. Hand. I just got a press release from the University of Alabama talking about when practice is going to start. We talked about it will start on the 16th. Alabama will begin Rose Bowl preparations. And right now, we're going to go to the HighlandMint.com, and we're going to talk about something here. The executive vice president, and it, I guess this is the thing when you talk Alabama Crimson Tide football and you talk about this Nick Saban dynasty, uh, we have been able to feature someone from the Highland Men to talk about these different coins. They make the Super Bowl coin that is flipped right there. And we're going to talk about th- I think it's kind of fun. Vince Bobon, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having us on. It's Abs- like a regular thing, making these Alabama Crimson Tide CFT <laughs> championship coins. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about that. I mean, Nick Saban gives me a job. Uh, I'm thankful for Nick Saban because of the attention that Alabama football has given. But uh, he's given you guys a lot of business, too. Absolutely. Well, you know, listen, when you have a fan base like uh, the University of Alabama, like the Crimson Tide, then, you know, I think uh, Saban just uh, leads the way and he leads everybody. Players, coaches fans right <laughs> everything follows all right so dive into this before we get to the rose bowl i, I want to i mean because you think about the coin toss right as you say no game can start without you guys uh but but how is that marketed as far as go into the nfl and saying hey we're the one how long have you guys been doing that so we've been doing it in the nfl for 30 years now wow. and it's interesting that you say that it used to be a real before we started doing it, it was kind of an afterthought. Nobody knew what they were using uh, for the coin toss, whether it was a silver dollar, whether it was a quarter. The referee really chose whatever he wanted. And really, Super Bowl twenty-seven, the NFL made it official, and that's where we started. So 30 years ago, we started making the uh, coin for the official coin for the coin toss of the NFL. And then about uh, 10 years later, we started making one for every game. And it's gotten more and more special. Uh, It's getting a a lot of media coverage prior to the game, uh, during the game. And it's amazing the calls that we get after the game, after the Super Bowl, uh, by by players that were there for the coin toss, and they want theirs. And so it's uh, really it's an honor for us. The coin has made it to goes to the Hall of Fame every year. I never thought something that. I was associated with would be in the Hall of Fame. So it's really a, a big, big deal for us. And I think it's become a big deal for for collectors, for fans, because it's something that's part of the game. How quick can you turn something out that around? Because you got the AFC and the NFC championships. You've got to do it fairly quick, correct? Right. Yeah. So we get ready ahead of time. We know the four teams that are going to be in it. We have the dies ready, uh, all the possibilities. And uh, the next day, we're minting the day after the championship games. We're minting the first coins. They go off to the NFL game day operations for them to use on the field. And um, then we start uh, shipping it off to different retailers across the country and to to fans so they have it before the game. How long has Highland Mint been in business overall? Because, I mean, I I can remember as a child uh, doing different collectibles, not just coins, but uh, you guys have been in business for a long time. Yeah, well, we've been, uh, the Highland Mint has been around since the late 80s, and uh, we've been in the licensing business since 1993. So we have licenses with Major League Baseball, with the NHL, the NFL, colleges, the NBA as well, and um, a lot of other individual players. So uh, we've been doing this for for 30 years, and it's not only uh, our, our 
products have evolved. It's not just coins. We're not just a mint. We're also, we also create collectibles that are frame collectibles, and we usually marry them with coins. And uh, coins have uh, just—they have a, a great, a high perceived value, and uh, there's people are are used to collecting them. And you also have a partnership with a lot of the military branches too. I know coins are big in law enforcement, military. They do coin challenges and things like that. So you guys can do that customized. But you can also go to the HighlandMint.com. SB Flip. Dot com SB, B as in boy, flip.com. You can also call 1-888-560-2727. Uh, you go to the, the website and you find Alabama. You go to the college. Alabama's listed the number one college there. I think it's alphabetical, but we'll claim that it's number one. But uh, Alabama, you click on it, and there's a, quite a few items. But the newest item is something that you can order today, and it can be there in your stocking stuffer or Christmas gift, uh, the semifinal Rolls Bowl game. And, and wow, I mean, Alabama fans right. have been on cloud nine for about 10 days since we got in the playoffs. So it's uh, pretty awesome. A little memento is going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, so we made it easy for uh, for your listeners. Actually, go to sbflip.com. So S is in super, B is in bowl, F-L-I-P.com. Or call us right now at 888-560-2727. That's 888-560-2727. And we have somebody waiting to take your call. Now, this coin, this coin is really special because... It's the Rose Bowl, right? And it's Alabama, and it's Alabama versus Michigan. So it's a uh, it's a great silver plated coin. It's a limited edition of only 2023. Each coin is struck with the dueling helmets on one side of the coin and the college football playoff logo on the back side of the coin. Uh, the coin comes delivered in a it's protected in a jewelry uh, in a capsule in a jewelry box. And delivered in a jewelry box with a certificate of authenticity. And everything is officially licensed. And, and you think about it, I think like I told you this morning, the Rose Bowl is such a, a fabric of who we are. Uh, it, got, it got started when you look back at the 20s, going out to the Rose Bowl, beating Washington. Now we return, and hopefully it's a pathway to win a national title. Don't tell those folks from Ann Arbor, but uh, we plan on winning that football <laughs> game. Uh, but, but when you look at it, uh, great uh, illustration of the college football playoff logo, but then the Alabama and Michigan helmets there featured and, and looking at the different print. I mean, there is some fine detail. Even when you flip the coin, you'll find that number right there on the authorization as far as the number that you've uh, received, limited edition, 2023, uh, uh, 39 uh, silver plated uh, Michigan Wolverines and Alabama Crimson Tide. Wow, what a game. What a game. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, we're leaving on Christmas Day, and, and this fan base is electric for that big game. Yeah, we stopped taking orders on these coins uh, because of the demand uh, for guaranteed for Christmas. But for your uh, listeners, if they call today, we'll go ahead and, and honor it, and we'll make sure that they have it in time to put it under the tree or in the stocking. But definitely, they'll have it. They'll have it before the game. They'll have it before Christmas. And that is SB, B as in boy, flip, F-L-I-P dot com, SB flip.com. You could also call 1-888-560-2727, 1-888-560-2727. Uh, we're excited to talk about it, Vince. I uh, can't wait to get out there. And uh, certainly, we're going to give away a couple of these coins and some of our score prediction. Uh, but... Uh, you know, the, these predictions contests can be a little bit tricky. You can uh, dial that number right there and uh, be able to get one of those connections. Uh, Vince, thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us. Anything else we need to hit? 
Brian, that's great. I really appreciate your time, and good luck to all the Crimson Tide fans, and Roll Tide. Hey, Roll Tide to you. Hey, Vince, come back on before the Rose Bowl. I'd love to get you back on. All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. Thank you. Vince Bobad helping us out. The executive vice president of the Highland Men. Always fun to bit of visit with him. We'll go to the All-American offensive lineman from the University of Texas. He's next. Blake Brockemeyer, Tide 100.9. 12.30 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. If you need screen printing or embroidery, WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel says the wide receiver Tyree Kill is day-to-day with an ankle injury suffered in last night's loss to the Titans. Dolphins have the Jets coming up in Week 15. Chargers will start Week 15 with a matchup against the Raiders. Easton Sticks going to start at quarterback because Justin Herbert is done for the year. Placed on injured reserve today because of the fractured index finger on his right hand. The Browns say tackle Jedrick Wills Jr. will not return this season from a knee injury suffered last month. Cleveland also lost rookie right tackle Dewan Jones for the year with a torn MCL. In college football, former Duke quarterback Riley Leonard announced he is transferring to Notre Dame. Former Ohio State running back Chip Trainum is headed to play for Kentucky. While in women's basketball, Iowa's Caitlin Clark has signed a deal with Gatorade. Suns forward Kevin Durant out tonight against Golden State because of an ankle injury. The Royals have reportedly signed a right-handed pitcher Seth Lugo to a three-year deal worth $45 million. Another example why people don't like politicians, we're going to take you to the Tampa Bay Times where the Attorney General has now launched an investigation into Florida State's college football playoff snub. Uh, you, the word pandering comes no, to mind when God. I when I hear no, these politicians uh, getting involved. Either way, uh, we, we'll certainly talk about it. It's news that's just now breaking down in Tampa as the Attorney General is going to get involved here. Let's go to Blake Brockemeyer. We're going to talk some college football. We've been asking today, the question of the day, when you look at the turning point of the season, we've been focused on this offensive line a little bit. Blake Brockemeyer, college football analyst at 247 Sports. Blake, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day. I am. hope you guys are doing well. Absolutely. You, you As a college football analyst, um, when you hear you know the Florida State and, and the news just now breaking out of Tampa, your thoughts uh, on, on politicians trying to get involved and trying to launch investigations and putting up this type of money to to find out behind the scenes? Uh, what do you, what's your reaction? I mean, it's just a waste of time. I mean, <laughs> what, what, the, the four teams that are going to the playoffs are, are going, it's not like they're going to stop them. So uh, just a waste of time and money. I mean, I, I understand uh, that Florida State's upset. They, you know, obviously – have a right to be upset they went undefeated but uh for any of these teams to play them in the playoffs would have been a bye week for them essentially so 
uh, the, the committee got it right. Uh, I think Georgia should have been in the playoffs as well, but uh, I'm glad they're not because I think that's the only team that can really beat Alabama. Yeah, I think so, uh, Blake, when you when you think about it. But we're going to talk about it. Uh, when you look at the transformation of this season, you've been around the game of college football. From where this team was, losing to Texas the way that they did, uh, Texas coming to Tuscaloosa, beating Alabama the way they did in bryant Denny Stadium, and it was a script that kind of flipped from where this team is to where it is now. Help us understand the way that you see it from your perspective of what was what, what, how did they get here? Well, it's a great question, to be honest with you. Uh, it didn't look like things were going to go very well you know, after the, the Texas game. And then the next week, they looked even worse against uh, uh, South Florida. So uh, the players obviously bought in. They've got good leadership on the team. Uh, they, you know, Nick Saban always says, trust the process. And uh, the players just kept, you know, kept grinding. Jalen Milrow, obviously, uh, got us, got, got some swagger, got some confidence. And, uh, and they just continue to get better week after week. And, uh, and, you know, after the A&M game, which I think was probably the most critical game, uh, early kind of midway of the season, uh, after that win, I think they really gained a lot of confidence and just continue to get better and better and better. Let's focus on this offensive line because we, we know that you were an All-American offensive lineman. You played 10 years in the National Football League. When you look at this offensive line, talk about the development from where they were at at the beginning to where they are currently. Well, obviously, I think it, 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 it's not just the offensive line. I think uh, Milrose gotten a lot better at getting rid of the ball. Uh, he took a lot of sacks early in the season where you just run out of bounds instead of throwing the ball away at the end, which he's doing now. Uh, I think uh, the play calling's gotten a lot better. Uh, they've gotten in a, in a nice sink uh, where they're doing some things. They're running Jalen, uh, obviously a lot more than they did early in the season, which uh, plays to his strengths and Alabama's strength. So uh, the, the sacks are not always on the offensive linemen. I mean, obviously, they, they had some rough stretches uh, with, with the tr- breaking in a true freshman at left tackle and and honestly, just not helping him any. I mean, you, you, you don't see him chip or flip at a tight end over there, uh, which is unusual, for especially for a young guy. But uh, he's improved a lot. The offensive line's gotten better. Uh, the teams that they're that they're you know playing against uh, aren't moving as much as they did early in the year, uh, which helps them and, and helps them run the ball more. So I think it just it's a combination of everything. But at the end of the day, I think it's just uh, really more Milrow just getting his confidence, getting uh, kind of getting his feet under him, and getting kind of used to the speed of the game, and uh, and, and and then all that kind of plays in together to to make a real cohesive unit that's, that, that's pretty hot right now. When you look at the right guard spot with Roberts sliding in there, Darren Delcourt went down with an injury. Um, what are you seeing Roberts that has allowed you know him to grow into that position? Just a, a big freak, just like just like a bunch of their guys are. <laughs> I mean, he's just a, he's just a monster uh, that, uh, you know, is, is, you know, like a lot of the Alabama players, just kind of almost forgotten about. Uh, 
And there's a lot of good players on the team that have never gotten a chance. I mean, uh, to, to really play and to show what they can do. So, uh, he finally got his chance and he's taken advantage of it. Uh, you know, he's, you know, going to be a, a force from, from here on out and just as big and as strong as he is. And just, when you think about it, he's only, you know, he's only, I think the A&M game was his first game he started, which, which is about the toughest environment that you could possibly start your career in. But imagine how good he's going to be next year with a whole, you know, season under his belt. So, uh, he's got the sky's the limit for him. And, uh, I'm happy for him to get an opportunity to, to show what he can do. And I mean, he could end up being a, you know, a first or second round pick after next year. Blake, when you look at the issues for snaps, um, they've not gone away. Uh, they, they creep back in there from time to time. Can you put your finger on what exactly the, the issue is? Uh, not exactly. I, I think uh, I, I think a lot of it uh, for centers, I've, I've never played center, but I think a lot of it can be mental. I think a lot of times uh, I think you can hear. I think a lot of the issues have been just kind of a, uh, maybe the difference between Bryce Young and, and Jalen's uh, clapping or the way they talk or how lo- how loud, uh, you know, Jalen's voice is compared to Bryce. I, I'm obviously not on the field, so I don't know exactly, but, you know, that could have something to do with it. Also, sometimes centers try to kind of, if you're trying to go sideways, you can snap it. Uh, a little bit off center because you're trying in such a hurry to to reach a guy or get to a certain gap and uh the ball kind of comes out not exactly where you want uh so i think it it could be a a variety of things and uh just knowing seth and, and how hard he works i know it's something that uh that he you know takes a lot of pride in and he wants to to fix and get better and 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 i fully trust that you know he'll continue to, to do his very best to uh you know give perfect snaps every single time it's 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 loud it's hard it's it looks easy to the to the average person at home watching the game but you have to put yourself in you know the, the center shoes sometimes and it's a it's, it's a tough place to be and, and and i've seen it a lot it's not just at alabama but if you, if you look around you know, college football, you see a lot of it going on this year uh, with different teams and, and, and snap snap issues. So uh, hopefully they'll get it worked out and it won't cost them in the playoffs. Blake, you and I have talked about edge rushers. I remember the way that you would describe Will Anderson, uh, certainly Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. They've had remarkable seasons. I saw a projection earlier this today that was talking about uh, NFL upcoming draft. Both of those guys – uh, ranked in the, uh, the top 32. They, they think they'll be in the first round. Uh, first off, do you agree with that? Uh, Dallas will. I don't think uh, Braswell will be a first-round pick. He's had a great year, a great rusher. Uh, I don't think he'll go in the first round, but uh, Dallas for sure will. He'll probably be the first or second edge guy off the board. And What makes him unique is just he's such an incredible athlete where he could – he could easily play outside linebacker uh, and then come in and rush the passer on third down as well as just playing edge. So he's got a real unique 
skill set just because of his twitch and athleticism and how and how you know athletic he is where he could he could do a lot of things uh Braswell obviously is a, is a really good player too he's had a great season uh I just would be surprised if he went in the first round but he could uh, if you really look around the the country there's there's a handful of good good edge guys but uh it's not the elite group that you've seen over the over, over the years uh uh the elite group this year is the offensive tackles there's a there's a ton of them that are going to go high we had an analyst on last week from detroit that talked about the michigan offensive tackles they, they've had issues at times that's not a good recipe to beat alabama yeah, the right tackles really struggled, and they've kicked him down to guard uh, with Zach Zinner going down, uh, which will be a big loss for them. Zinner's one of the better interior guys in the country. Uh, so they kicked their right right tackle down to guard, who, if you watch the Penn State game, really struggled so much that they basically just quit throwing the football because he couldn't, he couldn't hold up in protection. So I haven't watched the... Uh, the, the the new right tackle, I think he's I think he's like number fifty eight or fifty nine or something. But uh, but I know they obviously want to run the football. Uh, their left tackle is an Arizona State transfer who's played a lot of football. Uh, their center is obviously one of the better centers in the country. He's uh, coming from Stanford, so uh, they they've got a, a solid offensive line. But what they want to do, Michigan. It, you know, they want to run the football. They want to, uh, you know, try to move the line of scrimmage. And J.J. McCarthy is a very accurate passer. I think he's completing something like 75-ish percent of his passes, like a large amount of uh, high, high completion percentage, uh, mostly to tight ends and, uh, you know, you know, shorter to intermediate routes. But he throws the ball well on the move. Uh, is a gamer, a good player. Uh, you know, Bama's edges are going to be an issue with him trying to move the pocket, but uh, but that's kind of Michigan's, you know, what Michigan wants to do offensively. And then, you know, Blake Corum is the guy that you've got to stop. He's He hadn't rushed for the yards that he's uh, rushed for last year or, or caught the amount of passes he caught last year. But he's still got 24 touchdown runs, and when the when the game's on the line, when they need a yard, when they're on the goal line, it's fourth and one, third and one. He's getting the ball, so you got to stop him, and and that's really going to be the key to the game is you know shutting down their running game, which is going to be tough because they're they're obviously pretty good at it. How do you see this game going down at the Rose Bowl? I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a close game. I think. Uh, I think Alabama's going to win. Uh, I think they're going to win it all this year. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a closer game than what people think. Uh, they've got a really good defense. They're sound on uh, all three levels. They've got really good players uh, uh, up and down their their defense. Uh, their secondary is really good. Uh, they've got some really good defensive linemen. Their defensive coordinator does a really good job of mixing up, uh, disguising blitzes, 
moving the the moving and stunning the defensive linemen and and linebackers, kind of creating some havoc. So uh, it'll it'll be a it'll be a good cat and mouse game uh, to, to start the game. But uh, but I think Alabama will win the game, and I think they'll win the Natty. I think they've got they kind of got the mojo going right now, and I think you know the the, the all the teams left uh, really. Uh, there's obviously talented teams, but I think Alabama matches up well against all of them. I think, like I said, Georgia's the one team that uh, probably matches up the best with Alabama, and they're not in it. So that's an advantage to Alabama. When you look at the two games, you played in the NFL for 10 years. Uh, playing opponents you know, is, is the common thread in, in the National Football League. Um, how hard would it be for Texas to beat Alabama twice? I think it's just a completely different Alabama team than they faced the first time. I mean, they beat them in Bryant-Denny, which is uh, impressive and, and really, you know, didn't have a whole lot of trouble with them. But I think the way Jalen's playing right now and uh, the way they're using him and the way that, uh, you know, Tommy Rees is, is calling the game now compared to how he did early in the season, uh, I think really benefits Alabama. Uh, Texas has got uh, obviously some really explosive players at wide receiver and tight end. Uh, and, you know, they've got a, a stable of backs, kind of like Bama does, where, you know, Jonathan Brooks is gone now, but they've got two other backs that are that are good. I think uh, that that's probably the toughest matchup for, for Alabama left. But Texas's secondary is not great. And Washington's got some really explosive receivers, three of them, in fact, that are. It's not going to be. That's not going to be a layup, but it, it will be a home game for for Texas and New Orleans, and the national championship game. If Texas does get there, uh, will be a home game for them, being in Houston. So uh, it'll be that will be an advantage for them. But uh, but I think. I think the likely matchup is Texas Alabama again, and I think I think Alabama will 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 have a much better game plan and and matchup against them than they did uh, the first time around. Blake, we've been asking the question today. When you look at you know Nick Saban's best coaching job, uh, is it fair to say this year is his best coaching job? Pretty good. I think the twenty one team uh, was a pretty pretty impressive coaching job too. Uh, what's funny, if you look back on it, last year's team was the team that you would almost just shoe in to win a national championship. And even though they should have made the playoffs, they didn't. Uh, so, I mean, you just never know. I think I think just the the, the amount, just the, the, the how much better they've gotten this year from the Texas game and the South Florida game to now, it's just you just don't see teams – that are, that get that much better that quickly, and so it's just a, a testament to Alabama and the way they do things and the way they prepare. And uh, you know, Nick Saban's the greatest of all time for a reason, and uh, he's done a great job this year. And hopefully, they can finish. Like when you look around college football, other than the playoff games, is there another great game that grabs you and you say, "I've got to make an appointment to watch this in the bowl games." Uh, not really. Um, 
Not off the top of my head because – How about Florida State-Georgia? No, okay. that game doesn't interest me at all. Uh, Georgia, I'm sure, will miss some players going to the league. But uh, I would imagine Florida State's going to have most of their good good players not playing that game as well. And then they've still got a backup quarterback playing. So uh, Georgia should be able to, to handle them pretty easily. And just with, with, the, with the bowl games now and the opt-outs and the guys going to the NFL early, it's just a, it, it's just turned into a, a, a real mess. I mean, trying to figure out who's playing in the games and who's opting out. I mean, look at the Notre Dame-Oregon State game. I mean, do, do those teams even have enough guys to, to play in the game? I mean, it's just crazy. So, uh, But that's going to be every game for the most part. Uh, and so it just it kind of takes the the fun out of it for the viewers, but uh, for the guys that get an opportunity to play that don't normally get to play, it's a great opportunity for them and a uh, great opportunity to kind of kickstart their careers. I want to go back to Alabama for just a final couple of seconds right here. We're talking with Blake Brockemeyer, All American offensive lineman from the University of Texas. Uh, Taryn Arnold, uh, and you list him in your article here, 247 Sports. We certainly we knew Kool-Aid coming in, but uh, Taryn Arnold, wow, what a season he's had. Incredible year. He's. I'm just finishing up my top 100 players for the my final top 100, and he's going to make my list. And, and just having a great season, being able to not only play corner and, you know, get a lot of attention just because Kool-Aid really has hardly gotten any attention this year and take advantage of it. And he's got five interceptions and uh, I forgot how many passes he's defended, but a ton. And then he's also been able to, to rotate down and play nickel uh, when uh, Malachi Moore went out, which is, you know, it sounds easy to, to you and me, but the difference between playing corner and nickel is, like playing, you know, offensive line and tight end. I mean, it's a it's a huge difference. So it just shows you what a what a smart kid he is, how well coached he is. You see him interviewed, and you see him, you know, on television. It just seems like a a great kid, a great teammate, and a guy that you really want to root for. Someone that uh, has really taken advantage of his coaching and, and and understands, you know, what it takes to to maximize his value. And this year, he's done it. Blake, I'll see you in Pasadena. Uh, I assume that you'll be out there. Oh yeah, I'll be out there for sure. I'll. Uh, my brother lives out there, so we've already got big plans for the game, and then hopefully head down to Houston for the Natty. Absolutely, and uh, can't wait, can't wait. Uh, Blake Brockemeyer, two four seven Sports National College Football Analyst, All American Offensive Lineman, and a ten year NFL veteran. B Brockemeyer FW, B Brockemeyer FW on the Twitter account. Blake, thank you again for your time. Hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. You too. Good talking to you. Thank you, Blake Brockemeyer, helping right. us out, uh, helping us talk a little offensive line. I always enjoy picking his brain for a couple of minutes. T Town Tide, one hundred point nine, twelve thirty, WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live, always local, dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Northport has approved a one-year agreement in hopes of having the Kentuck Festival stay put in 2024. However, City Attorney Ron Davis says members of the Kentuck Board are trying to kidnap the festival from Northport. More in the Tuscaloosa Threat app. 
A Mississippi woman was arrested last week and charged with one count of possessing obscene material of persons under the age of 17. 20-year-old Noelle Lynn Savage of Starkville, Mississippi was detained in Buell Friday. And right now at TuscaloosaThread.com, don't miss a sneak peek of artist Daniel Moore's painting of the 2023 Iron Bowl Clinch and Catch made by Isaiah Bond. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a wreck involving a vehicle fire on 65 both directions near Union Chapel in Northport. You can expect major delays at that intersection. McFarland westbound is heavy from Academy Drive over to Watermelon Road and then stop and go from there over to 69. Lurleen's slow through Northport up to McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. If you find your about grilling so often, if you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today at 59. Tonight mostly fair with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Thursday sunny both days. Highs between 58 and 61. And Friday partly to mostly sunny. The high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of a take you to a Republican down in the state of Florida, uh, probably not in the deep end of the pool, probably in the shallow end of the pool, but uh, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, who is a Republican, uh, has launched an antitrust investigation into the college football playoff. You know, Republicans are supposed to do uh, no government waste, uh, not you know, try to prevent government waste. This is a complete waste of taxpayers' money. Uh, Moody formally began the investigation Tuesday looking into possible contract combinations and conspiracies. Hmm. 
relating to the anti-competitive effects. It's the latest escalation in a series of announcements by state and federal politicians. Lord, 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 Lord. I'm a lifelong gator, but I'm also the Florida Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. End quote, Moody said in a statement. No rational person or college football fan can look at this situation and not question the result. As it stands, the committee's decision reeks of partiality. So we are demanding answers. I can't even read this stuff without a stop. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to quote it. I can't even read it. I mean, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's baloney. Uh, politicians. If you look up the word pandering, you would find Ashley Moody's photo. It, it's, you shouldn't. Anyway, um, we wish you nothing but the best. And that was the same for Ron DeSantis or Senator Rick Scott. Uh, it's probably election time, and they need to, you know, I, I, Noah, look it up. See if Ashley Moody is going to be elected, um, you know, in the following year. I, I bet you a dollar she's running. All these cats are. I mean, we know Ron DeSantis is. I don't know about Rick Scott, but it's done. You're, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. But do your thing. Do your thing. You're only accountable to those constituents in your state. J-Rob Montgomery. J-Rob, good afternoon. You're in the game. Roll Tide and how about them Cowboys? How about right? them Cowboys? Hey. How about them Cowboys? Hey, I saw today where we have now moved ahead of um, – the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl odds. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and we have now, we've become the only two teams that are ahead of Alabama, excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys, about to say Alabama. Alabama could play in the NFL. I doubt they'd be very successful. But uh, San Fran okay. and in Baltimore, and then Dallas is third in front of Kansas City and Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. And we are odds on favorite uh, to win the NFC behind San Francisco. So uh, that victory was good. How about them Cowboys? It, uh, those folks out there in Vegas. Uh, they know a little something. They, they tend to know more than we do. You, you know what I'm saying? They do. They do. Yes, they do. And uh, I don't know, though. If everybody knows Dak like me, and you know Dak. No, 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 no. We got to see it to believe it. Let's just, let's just say that. Sunday, yeah, was a, Sunday was a big game. Um, it really was, but we were at home. We were. You know, we always we always should play better at home. And then we got the job done. It was a great game. Probably the most complete game we played all year. But, you know, you got to be able to do that on the road, you know. In the playoffs. The playoffs is a different animal. So I let's know. Finish, finish out the season. Go on the road, beat Buffalo. Go on the road, beat another uh, Alabama quarterback down in Miami. Come back, take care of Detroit and Washington. Then then we'll, then we'll we can get excited about it. But, but, but to be we, fair, J-Rob, as, as a Dallas Cowboys supporter just like you are, maybe both of our teams will hoist up the championship trophy. Would that be a dream come true? <sighs> Dallas get the sixth world title, and the Crimson Tide get the 19th national title. That would be just awesome, all in one year. I, I would have to spend a lot of money on uh, memorabilia uh, after those two games. Wouldn't you? 
I would. I would. That's no, a, well, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I would be happy to do it. I'd be happy to do it. It's been a long drought for us Cowboy fans. But, you know, they, they don't hand those out to just anybody, you know? No. They don't hand them out to anybody. They, they don't. They don't. But our Cowboys are... Uh, Hopefully they can win it. Hopefully, uh, I, I, Blake Brockemeyer was very confident um, in Alabama winning the national title. I mean, you, you heard him. Um, is he is he is he really an Alabama fan now? I know he's got a son on the roster. I mean, yeah, listen. I mean, I'm sure Texas is something that um, you know. I mean, deep in his deep in his bones, sure right? as it should be as it should be. I mean, but you've also you know I I'll, I'll go back to Corey Miller. Um, Corey Miller told me one time, uh, who does radio here from 11 until noon, Miller's Edge, great show, Christian Corey. Listen to him today. And he said, listen, I, I, play, I played for South Carolina. My, my love will always be South Carolina, but my blood and, you know, my, my you know, uh, sons uh, went to, or, you know, son, I think his, maybe his older son did go also to Alabama, but I, I know obviously Christian did. And so he said, I've got yeah. uh, blood there, man. I mean, and so it creates that bond. So, Hey, he, he can have two schools for all I care. Uh, you know, but he, he calls it the way he sees it. Um, and, and as he said, Texas is not the same football team that played in Tuscaloosa and neither is Alabama. Oh, oh no. But, uh, what did you do to Dawson? Dawson was an angry, angry person. Well, I was doing he, it on when, purpose when because I wanted him to get up and get irritated. Because if you're irritated, you just can't sit down. And if you get irritated, you got to walk around a little bit, right? That's what I was doing. Something, I mean, I care about Dawson's overall health. And he said he had pneumonia. I'm like, okay, now's my turn to get him mad. So I had to get him mad. Even normal, more, more than normal. So. Well. You need to give him uh, more uptight than normal then because, you know, he needs to get over that. We need him to get up, get the circulation going. All right. Go, go outside, get some of that fresh air. Fill in the blank. Where was the turning point for the 2023 season, in your opinion? After the South Florida game. I think South Florida game, we all learned a lot of things, including the coaching staff. They learned who the quarterback should be. Not only that, we learned that Jalen Milrow was a leader. The way he handled being on the sidelines, he clapped for his teammates coming on and off the field. He smiled the whole game. And that proved the point to me that that guy can be a leader, and he's done nothing but things have been going up ever since that game. I, I think that was a turning point, that game. And, you know, we played Miss, uh, Ole Miss the next week. You know, I told you, I, I, I didn't even make a pick that week. Remember? So, man, I can't pick against Alabama. I'm just not even going to pick. <laughs> I, I do pick remember that now since you said it. So, I was wrong. And Jalen uh, has proved a lot of people wrong. But to me, that was a turning point. That was when we found out what we needed to do to keep that train rolling. So and Bubba was Bubba was pretty close to mine. He said the old men's game, but I, I agree with everything Bubba said also. Well, and I, I got a message here. I, I'm trying to translate it. Uh, Jace's catch at A and M, knee down and up. If we lose there, it's over. Um, that's solid too. Thirty-one uh, yard reception against the Iron Bowl. I mean, it's I like the way Brad described it. It's it was a uh, 
a pivot. That was point. a good catch, and it was, but it was a it was a better throw. I mean, he had to throw the ball to get rid of it. He was he about did. to go down. And then uh, that was, you know, there's a lot of turning points in the in this year's uh, season, but we got a little bit better each week. Remember, I told you, I said, we just need to get a little bit better each week, win the game, get a little bit better each week, and, and we have done that. We may have regressed a little bit uh, in the Auburn game, I think, but most every week we got a little bit better, and look what we got now. We're in the playoffs, and... We're on the way to 19. I'm ready to go win this thing, man. I'm ready to go win this well, thing. Well, we need you. We need you to be loud like we were. In well, Georgia, I, can't, I, I can't do anything in the press box. I don't think they'll let me. Oh, you're going to be in the press yeah, box. Okay, yeah. well. I mean, what if I, I showed up with my pom-pom? I thought you was going out as a regular citizen this time. No, I didn't know you were going to no, 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 no. be official. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll... Uh, I don't think they'll let me carry my little pom-pom in, inside the press box. <laughs> I mean, could you... <laughs> So, well, sometimes you, that place can, can be somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes that place can be funeral home dead. I mean, it, it's you know not a lot of excitement. Uh, as uh, you know, it's a working press box, and they always make this announcement. If, if you've never been in there, the Football Writers Association of America would like to remind you that this is a working press box. No cheering of any kind will be tolerated. It's an announcement that it happens before every game, and it's. Uh, Anyway, they remind well, it's a us. a business trip anyway. We got, we got work That's right. there, and then we got, right. another, got another, another one to go. So, But yeah. I enjoy your show, Ryan. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you bring a lot of good information and good guests, and I love all your callers. And I hope you have a great night, and roll tide. Roll tide. Thanks so much, man. Jay Rob helping us out from Montgomery. We'll come back. We'll go to Blueberry Steve in Montreal, and we'll go to Robert in Mobile and many others. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Looking for credit union? Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association. AlabamaCU.com, Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Georgia got ran over by an elephant. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. You can say that Nick Saban's going to retire, but that's She's not going to happen. too much eggnog. He doesn't drink. And we begged her not to go. But she forgot her medication. And she staggered out the door into the snow. When we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack, mm. she had hoof prints on her forehead, elephant prints, and incriminating claws marks on her back. Grandma Georgia got, got ran over by an elephant. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve, you can 
You know, with someone much more music ability than I am, I think you could make a song out of that. I, I, I like that. Uh, Georgia got ran over by an elephant uh, and stopped that three in a row. Take that, dogs, and now you're going to be losing your quarterback to Nebraska? Oh, how the things have changed. The momentum of your program. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Just so sad. Blueberry Steve, good afternoon, sir. You're in the game. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. Do you like my version better? Uh, I I like the words. I don't know about the singing. You, you need to find another. Uh, you you just write the lyrics and, and find a singer. Yeah, I, but I mean, I like it though. I mean, Georgia yeah. got ran over yeah, by an elephant. I mean, it, it the was. The lyrics are good. Yeah, you have to learn how to carry a tune, bro. Well, I, I'll I'll be honest with you. It's uh. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, but, uh, hey, Tommy Moffat has been, uh, we'll go to Texas A&M. Mike Elko and Texas A&M are poised to make a, th- a major hire in strength conditioning. Tommy Moffat, uh, who worked with Nick Saban at LSU, Scott Cochran is a prodigy of Tommy Moffat. So Tommy Moffat uh, heading to Texas A&M. Anyway, just now breaking. And let me credit somebody here, John Bryce. I don't know John, but... Uh, uh, footballscoop.com. So a uh, big hire there for Texas A&M. And a couple of minutes ago, that Attorney General article was Matt Baker out of the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, oh. No, I can't comment on that. Just uh, let me start off by saying I'm very sad to see that the Dolphins lost yesterday. Uh, Kyrie Kill got injured. Tua didn't play a great game. But anyways. He did not. He um, did not. Best wishes. Best wishes. Huh? He did not. No, I was saying he did not. No. But my Cowboys, they play good. It's I know, I know, I saw that. Um, so I'd like to uh, send uh, wishes for a <clears throat> full and speedy recovery to Dawson. <laughs> I liked your uh, your tactic to uh, get him uh, get him going. Yeah, get him up, <laughs> moving around. Get him up, moving around. Mm-hmm. So, turning point in the season was the Tennessee game, more specifically the second half of the Tennessee game. It was a turning point for the team. It was a turning point for Jalen. It was a turning point for the O-line, for the D. And it was awesome for me, too, because, as you probably know, I was in Knoxville watching the game. I left the bar at halftime. I was disgusted. (laughs) But, I mean, don't forget, Jalen threw a pick in the end zone. Uh with about three minutes left in the first half, and then they marched down and scored. They were up 20-7. to But he didn't quit. He comes back. He leads his team. Our team doesn't quit, man. And the second half was beautiful. I just wish I would have stayed in the bar. (laughs) Yeah, Blueberry Steve, for those who don't know, share the story because you, you go down to a nice restaurant there in Knoxville. You happen to be there for business, and you have to put up with these Tennessee fans, but you leave. Yeah, I, so I left at halftime because at halftime we were down 27. I was disgusted. I was so upset. I was just uh, disappointed. Get back to my hotel just in time to see the beginning of the second half. So the second half starts off, Jason McClellan, Jason McClellan with a nice run. And then uh, and then right off that, right after that, Jalen along along past the bond for the TD, and we're only down 20 to 14. Then our D comes up big, forces a punt, 
And then, of course, a field goal brings it to 2017 and, you know, the rest. I mean, it was, for me, for me, Brian, it was, it was phenomenal. It was, I just, I, again, if I would have stayed in the bar, I would have been serving crow to all those balls. (laughs) I was too upset. I was too upset. But it worked out great. Sure. And that was the turning point. That was the turning point. That, to me, what happened, I don't know what happened in the locker room, but, you know, after throwing the pick in the end zone, Jalen comes back, starts to set, because after that pick, they march down the field and they score again, right? So after that, in the second half, he comes back, and man, that pass to Bond, wow. Like two plays, two plays. McClellan, nice run, and then and then the pass to Bond, and then our D comes up big. So to me, and the O line was doing well, and the, and we, I mean, it just to me, it was just like the team grew up, grew up at halftime. I don't know. That's what I. That's my vote. Yeah, I, th- I think there was a lot of grow up in this football team, and I, th- I think that's one of the things that you can count on about Alabama is this team's they're they're going to fight and they're going to fight to the the last second is counted and i think that's what's maybe is what's been fun about this season yeah yeah well as i said yesterday i'll say it again there is no quit in this team and it's cool it's awesome to see jalen growing up as a leader do you think that after a play like that and after a comeback like that I mean, and then after after beating the Boogs and after the LSU game, which was awesome for me because, again, I was down in Tuscaloosa for that game, and we were down at the beginning of the game. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What's going on? But, Blueberry Steve, I want to highlight, I want to highlight something. You, you just called Auburn yeah. the Boogs, and you did it so naturally. You're becoming That's part of the I've... club, Blueberry Steve. Well, thank you. It's an honor. I mean, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you said it so naturally. I mean, you said the books. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just perfect. It was the way that you said it. It was. I like that. I mean, that's what we call them. Well, and, thank you. I mean, you, you're accepted yes, in the club. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you heard, you heard my 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 nephew when I when I I asked him, asked him in front of you and Paul, what do you do when you see a book? And you know what he answered. You kick them. You kick them. And then I said, what do you do? <laughs> After that, you kick him again. And then I said, once he's on the ground, what do you do? You kick him in the ribs. My nephew said that because I taught him well. And Paul got a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah. And you remind him that you hired a guy that was a con man, and you only won six football games, and you lost six, and you may have a losing season. See, that's what really well, hurts. That, that's the part that stings. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> don't Great care. point. Great rebuttal. Blueberry Steve, thank you, man. Uh, all right, man. Roll tide. Right back to you. Blueberry Steve, Montreal, Canada. We'll break here. We're going to continue. Alabama's back onto the practice field. We'll come back. We'll take uh, Robert and Mobile, Tommy and Romulus, Jared in Houston. All of you guys. Coming up next, T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a wreck involving an overturned vehicle on 69 northbound at Union Chapel. Major backup there. Now we also have one on Bear Creek Road at 69 South. We got delays there. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. The Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today at 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days, highs between 58 and 61. And Friday, partly to mostly sunny, the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. Lacey, huge hole. Touchdown. Yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Are you craving a steak burger? How about a deluxe grilled cheese sandwich? Why not both? Maybe crispy bacon, four slices of cheese, and a savory tomato spread. Order our new grilled cheese steak burger through the Freddy's app online at freddys.com or visit an Alabama Freddy's location near you. Greatly appreciate them for being a part of our show. I don't want to squeeze anybody up against a break, so we've got a Tommy and Romulus first up, Robert in Mobile, Jared in Houston, Texas, Jumbo, uh, Ram and McCullough, phone lines completely jammed up. We're asking a very simple question. What was the turning point of the 2023 season? We'll do that. Breaking news coming out of Tampa Bay, where the Florida Attorney General has launched an investigation. I wonder what they'll find. Maybe they'll find Booger McFarlane and Tim Brando sitting in a closet talking negative against Alabama. That's what I would expect they would find. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Dan Byer. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert is done for the year, placed on injured reserve today because of the broken index finger on his right hand. Easton Stick will get the start in week 14 for the Chargers as they face the Raiders on Thursday night. On Saturday, the Vikings are in Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Vikings are going to start Nick Mullins at quarterback. He will replace Josh Dobbs in the Week 15 showdown. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Ravens have signed quarterback Malik Cunningham off of the Patriots practice squad. Will the Miami Dolphins say the wide receiver Tom
Tyreek Hill is considered day-to-day with an ankle injury, but the Dolphins did lose center Connor Williams for the season towards ACL and last night's loss to the Titans. Some transfer news in college football. Former Miami Hurricanes quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is transferring to Wisconsin, while former Duke QB Riley Leonard officially announced he is transferring to Notre Dame. Both Luka Doncic and LeBron James questionable for tonight's Lakers-Mavs game in Dallas. championships man we hope that number goes up 19 sounds better than 18 30 sec titles 77 postseason appearances 45 postseason victories 145 first team all americans we know that number will go up four heisman winners i already said four heisman winners the ncaa all-time scoring leader and the greatest football coaches to ever walk the sidelines we're talking a little alabama crimson tide football we're Talking about it right here on the game, we're always excited to talk with you. We're powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, lifetime powertrain warranty on any of the new vehicles there, and also most pre-owned inventory as well. 1,000 different APR cash on the Camry, 1,000 cash on the RAV4, the Tacoma 2.75 APR for 36, the Highlander 2.9% APR, 1,000 cash back on the 2024 Toyota Corolla. It is happening. David DeSantis and Tuscaloosa Toyota. Let's continue with more phone calls and we go here to Tommy Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. How are you today? Good, good. Roll Tide. Um, Roll Tide. Uh, to answer some of the questions you couldn't answer, I would go for Dawson. The uh, Rose Bowl was played between Ohio State and Oregon that year. My mama played Texas like a week later, because the Rose Bowl is not moving from January the 1st. They stuck on them prime, them prime time. And talking about the other times they did not play the Rose Bowl in California or during World War II, right after Pearl Harbor, they played them in Durham, North Carolina, two years, and Duke played them both games. And the other time was during the pandemic, I know of, when Alabama beat Notre Dame in Arlington. I think you're That's spot on. Time they have not played in the Rose Bowl. Well, I was trying to get him fired up, and I think I did that. Well, well yeah. Well, I think he needs to get outside, get clean air, drink some moonshine, you know, get that good, say it, whatever he lived in area, clean living in his lungs, yeah. 
Yeah, that'll, that'll oh. do it. Uh, my grandmother used to call it rock candy. I, I don't think they've got that at the pharmacy at Midtown with T.J. Thomas. Uh, that was a compounding. That was before you could get quality compounding. But uh, my grandmother used to make rock candy. You know what rock candy is, Tommy? I've heard of it. But it's it's it. the cough syrup made out of whiskey. And my yeah. grandmother would put these big peppermints in there. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. we used to call it rock candy. I hope it's it's some maybe it's something else, but it, my well, gra- you can buy rock candy, but it's not like that because I'm talking about okay. But like you were sick, yeah, yeah, they call that something. Oh, let me give you a little toddy, you know, hot toddy, oh. like lemon, Ooh. pepper, and uh, good bourbon. But we won't talk about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like yeah. But you slept good, too. But I, I promise you, you, you need to just go to the pharmacy at Midtown and get quality medication. Uh, yes. You know, but it, but it did. I remember back in the back in the day, it would it would help. But uh, T.J. Thomas, the Nick Saban of pharmacists, 205-752-0627. Call him. He may not have rock candy, but he'll have something better than that. That's right. All right. Tommy, uh, um, talk to me here. Turning I, I, point of the season. I'm going to say halftime at the Tennessee game. Everybody had made good points in a certain game because, like, Tennessee caught up a point and we got cycled the last play before half and we gave up a touchdown right before half and the stadium was kind of getting deflated. Like, somebody said, oh, my Lord, I don't want to lose these suckers second year in a row. And they was all hyped up and running their mouth and balls in. Alabama shut them down the second half. Defense, offense. I know we can't say that ugly word Dawson don't like, but we're going to say, Melrose was a great point guard that day. He distributed the ball the second half to a lot of people. As Nick Saban say, the quarterback is your point guard of the team. He distributed the ball to the right player, the open player. That's what he did. Like you have to get Tennessee. I think you grew up a lot in that game. I think the whole team. Yeah. But what else do you want to ask me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the Tennessee part. Um, yeah. I think that's part yeah. of it. I think the second half was probably the Tennessee game. Um, but I think okay, we needed no. a confirmation of that. And I think that LSU game was a big one because, you know, you had two weeks to think about it. You you had the 34-20 to 20 win and kind of revenging the loss from last year. But uh, here we go with LSU. And, you know, for a couple of minutes, you thought, man, can we stop Daniels? Even though Dawson said he had a bad game. Uh, I, I don't know if I agree with that. No, he did. He was another point guard. Well, and, and Daniels had, didn't have the defense to back him up like Milrow no. did. No. Not saying that's a rebuttal because it all counts, but at the end of the day... That defense was horrible. I mean, they were embarrassing. That's the worst LSU defense I probably have seen in 10 or 12 years, to be truthful. And they were supposed to have an All-American, I think, begin the season, All-SEC. He did not, I can't think of his name right this second. He did not live up to his reputation or his billing as preseason SEC player. I can't remember the linebacker name. Uh, yeah, Perkins? Yes. Thank you. But, uh, but it just, no, you just saw it. You saw a lot of 
people grow. You saw a receiving core grow through those games. A running back got confident. Our offensive line, the main thing out of the whole series of games, we dominated the offensive point of view and the defensive line. We dominate. We dictate what we want to do on offense, and we stop the other team. We might not stop them completely, but we slowed them down enough and made plays when we have to to win. Yes, those are right. The only thing that matters that we won, and we did. The W looked a lot better than the L. So, I mean, oh, well, I heard what you did to me yesterday. Uh, I, somebody turned you in yesterday, Mr. Ryan Fowler, before you let me go. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to Jumbo. I think me and him are going to form a tag team, and we're going to go after you and the little squiller from Coker. So I have no more friends in Coker, all right? Y'all on the list. Yeah, we're going to meet you in the you know, VFW building sometime in the new year. Yeah, it's going to be a tag team duel. You y'all and Jumbo? Down. Yeah, y'all going to go And down, me and who? Right? Me and who? Uh, Dwight? Yes, yes, yeah. The squealer from Joker is a diarrhea mouth of Joker. I mean, he's he's the mayor of uh, of our neighborhood. Well, not much longer after me and Jumbo take care of y'all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of politicians, uh, what do you think about this lady down in Florida investigating? I guess she's going to run for governor in three years, I guess, or something. I don't know. Bless her heart. Bless her little heart. I mean, that's what we say in the South when we don't agree with people. That's right. Bless your yeah. little heart. Little heart. Bless her pop. Bless her pee heart. Oh, bless her little soul. I'm just, so I'm embarrassed as a, as a conservative, uh, a lifelong conservative, as a conservative uh, Republican, a physical conservative Republican. I'm embarrassed that she's a part of my party. Well, she's got... I bet she's a uh, rhino. Uh, what do you bet? Oh, Tim Buckley. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I don't like right. And for those right. who are just now getting back in their vehicle, they're like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, according to Matt Baker out of the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Florida Attorney General's office investigating Florida State football playoffs. Now, what's there to investigate, darling? Not a thing. It's not Alabama's fault. I'm telling y'all. Not Alabama's fault Florida State not in. Um, I'm going to put Georgia out. Oh, I got a funny story to tell you. I know you're busy, but my, I talked to my cousin. She oh, I ain't outside. got anything to do until 6 o'clock. So. Okay, good. Uh, my cousin was getting her head done. In Ch- I mean, uh, Nashville. I checked on because they had bad weather. It was on the other side of the interstate. From my, everything was fine. She said, I went to get my hair fixed. I went, yeah. And uh, she said, oh, the lady cut my hair with this whole Florida state. Done wrong, how I hate Alabama. And you know what happened? My cousin never told her that she graduated from Alabama from Tuscaloosa. She got cut by uh, cousin hair again. She had a fake it because she butchered. She said, If I told her she was from, I was from Alabama, went to uh, University of Alabama, she said, That woman gave me a mohawk. I said, Well, I said, She fixed her hair one more time. I said, I wouldn't go back. I never told her nothing, but she just fussed while she was trying to. Oh, I hate the University of Alabama. You know, and she messed up her head. She had to fix it, right? Is she gonna go? She owe her another redo or whatever. I'm like, 
said, when you get the rain, don't, don't go back. There we go. I don't want nobody sitting there fussing at me about, oh, I'm going to sharp scissors. <laughs> I'm a chicken. I thought you were about to challenge us to a tag team match. I thought, we I, are. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, won't, yeah. that won't get you too much there. No, no, no. We're going to raise charity. So tell Tony to be in the wing. We might have a job that they do in your radio show. So me and Jumbo coming after you, man. Y'all, you, you insulted us yesterday. All right. The pride of whatever. Roll Tide, Tommy. Roll Tide. Have a good one, buddy. Right back to you. Let's go to Robert in Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, man. Hey, how are you, Robert? Hey, I'm going to go a different route on this uh, turning point. I think the turning point was the USF game. I said I that in the 2 o'clock hour, um, but you continue. Yeah, I think we hit, that's when we hit rock bottom, that's for sure. Ooh, it was rough <laughs> down there at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, we went from uh, 8 to 11 after that game. We thought we won. And we uh, we thought we didn't have a quarterback. Every the whole nation said we didn't have a quarterback, and every ESPN panelist said we didn't have a quarterback. And uh, we finally said, "Well, okay, it's got to be Miro or or this season or bust." That's just how the season is right now. Uh, and that was one of the many ones we wanted to see what the other guys could do in that game against USF. You know, hey, he, he says over competition, saving. Uh, Miro didn't have such a great game, and he Miro didn't steal steal the deal in the Texas game. This is open. I mean, get these guys their shot. Let them start. We why people think saying Miro was benched. He wasn't benched. He just failed because he wasn't named the starter. He just failed to steal the deal in the Texas game. That's what happened. It wasn't a bench. He had the chance to steal the deal, and he didn't do it. And so he gave the guys a shot, see what they got. And what we saw was we had a guy who really needed to play lacrosse. <laughs> and another guy who uh, there's some talent there, but okay, you still need a little more time to season up a bit. Well, you know, we, we had another guy that yet. finished six in the Heisman ballot, so that, that that'll summarize it right there. Yeah, exactly. And we and, and, and then we had the guy. Okay, we're back. Okay, Miro, it's your team now. It became his team at that point. That was the turning point. With the team finally became Miro's. Win or lose, it's your team now. And where the scene goes, wherever you wherever you take it, and that so to me that was turning point of the, of the game. Uh, right now, I think the team with Milro, you know, I know uh, one of the guy callers was upset. You you gave a seven point seven and a half out of uh, ten uh, in your rating. I mean, that's I think that's a fair rating and an accurate one. There's room to grow, but there's but we believe that growth can be had. But there's still a lot of room. There's still a lot of room to grow. I think you have, you haven't reached your ceiling yet, and that's a good thing. Okay, great. You have, you, you can you can hit that maybe this season. Hopefully this season we need really need to hit in this playoff. But next season maybe you can hit it there. And when you hit your ceiling, Miro, I think you can turn this team into one of the greatest offenses the uh, college football has ever seen. But only second to the 2020 team. And if you hit, if we get you to hit your ceiling, I think the rest of the players are ready to play great around Miro. Uh, but it's uh, right now. I think the thing that's holding this team back from being, you know, that unstoppable force is Milro, and he's holding himself back. But you know, but I mean, but it's still there. We we believe your ceiling is there, and if you hit it, man, it, you, it, I mean, the sky's the limit. Right now, if he went to the NFL, you know, people say if he wouldn't national championship, should he go pro? No, at most he's 
a late, a mid-second round at the most. That I, that's, I mean, I would definitely not take a first round. But you can get yourself there if you hit your, if you hit that ceiling. You know, like the way uh, Mac Jones hit his ceiling, his senior year at Alabama, his last year at Alabama. Unfortunately, he had made, yeah, Mac Jones had made it hit that ceiling since. Uh, so maybe he peaked too soon. Hopefully, he'll be able to get it back again. But when he, but Mac Jones hit his ceiling, the skies was the limit. He was, he ran the offense as good as Tom Brady could have ran it that year. That, that year, I don't think anybody in the history of college football that ran Alabama's offense better than Mac Jones did that year. He was just, he was just in that zone. And if Miro can allow himself to get there, I think he can reach it too. Right now, the offense can, it will be as good as he makes it. I think if what's holding the offense back right now from really hitting that stride, right now I believe it's Miro. I think the offensive line is uh, ready to make play great around him. The receivers are definitely ready to play great around him, and they are. Even back when uh, Nick Saban, when Bryce was quarterback, Nick Saban would always say, uh, the rest of the team needs to play better around Bryce. Yeah, Bryce was fine. It was the rest of the team needs to play better around him. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, mean, I tell you about the game last year I saw in the LSU game. I saw, I see Bond miss a, a pass across the middle that Bryce Jones, Bryce Jones throws perfectly. He drops it. This year, he's hitting, he's catching the, uh, uh, catching passes in the corner of the end zone to win games. There you go. He's play, he's ready to play better. Burton's playing better. Everybody's playing better around Milrow, and that's good. That's why Alabama's in the playoffs right now. And if he can, if he allows himself to hit that peak and then take that next step, you know, uh, scan the field better, get that ball out sooner and quicker to make quicker decisions. The, I mean, the team it, is the sky's the limit. I, I think I've always constantly said I think Milrow's peak is second coming to Cam Newton good. That's the level I think he can hit. And I've heard people, you got to call and say uh, that he was relentlessly criticized, Miro was. I heard no relentless criticism of Miro that wasn't fair. I mean, I, I, mean, I leveled my own. It was, of course, it wasn't malicious. It was just, man, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing things, and I'm not sure you're the guy yet. Uh, Will you be? Maybe. But you, right now you weren't after that text again. Well, and, and Robert, and, Robert, the one thing that you just said is you're honest. You, you pretty much said, hey, listen, I was skeptical, right, of Jalen Milrow. I love it how these people, because I don't, I mean, we record the shows. We may have to go back during the offseason and listen to some of these. But we had so many people that now tell us that they told us that he was going to be the guy. I don't remember too many of those, Robert. Uh, uh, I mean, I could probably count on one hand the number of people. Tony was one of them. Uh, Martin Houston was another. Um I know I think uh, Corey Miller on his show was was a big uh, proponent of, of Jalen Milrow. I don't remember too many, but but everybody says that they told us, and I, I guess I need to go back and uh, check the check the recording because uh, I, I, I mean I, I can't remember this many people that were on the the Milrow bus, uh, but but maybe they were here. Uh, I, I just. Like I said, maybe I'm just I'm losing some of my memory up here. It's I'm getting old. Um, but but like I said, I mean I know Bubba Northport called us a couple of hours ago. He's like, I told you guys. I'm like, okay. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Don't know. Well, they act as though Miro was playing like uh, Bryce or Jalen or Jalen Hurst 2.0 or uh, Mac Jones or Tua. Had <laughs> you been playing like that, there would have been no doubt, dude, among anybody. But that's fine. He is trying to be a doubter. You just don't be. You just don't make me a hater. Doubters can, you know, a doubter that's honest can be made into a believer. 
a hater is just a hater. He, no, doesn't matter what you do, they're going to hate. Like I feel about your Cowboys. <laughs> you love them. Deep down inside, you love them Cowboys. They're America's Wait. team, and you're an American. <laughs> the Steelers are America's team. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, and that's why, you know, I was I was a doubter because of the play. If they had the play, had he come out, you know, like Mac Jones did, I was down to Mac Jones when he first, you know, his year. People forget to forget that. In the offseason, there was the debate of uh, should Bryce be the starter. And and uh, I think I remember watching the, I rewatched the game during that time, and Bryce Young finally got out there. One of the commentators said, hey, during the offseason, uh, it was, it, a lot of people were thinking maybe he could be the starter coming in for that season. And it was true. We had doubts about Matt. Matt just came out the gate swinging. And that, those doubts would be quick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate right, man. you, man, as always. Thank you. It is Robert and Mobile. We'll come back. We'll go to Jared in Houston, Texas, which will be the host side of the national championship game. Great things are happening at DCH. Oncology services, cardiac services, emergency services, orthopedics, surgical women's services. It is dchsystem.com. dchsystem.com. We greatly appreciate them for being a sponsor of our show. We'll continue with more of the game next. Todd, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home. For Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Northport has approved a one-year agreement in hopes of having the Kentuck Festival stay put in 2024. However, City Attorney Ron Davis says members of the Kentuck Board are trying to kidnap the festival from Northport. More in the Tuscaloosa Thread app. A Mississippi woman was arrested last week and charged with one count of possessing obscene material of persons under the age of 17. 20-year-old Noelle Lynn Savage of Starkville, Mississippi was detained in Buell Friday. And right now at TuscaloosaThread.com, don't miss a sneak peek of artist Daniel Moore's painting of the 2023 Iron Bowl Clinch and Catch made by Isaiah Bond. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom Gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Now, we do see some heavy traffic. Let's start with 69. It's backed up from Union Chapel all the way back to McFarland. McFarland westbound, all heavy from Rice Mine over to 69. Lurleen heavy through Northport up to McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. 
When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. You're a man. I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today at 59. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days, high between 58 and 61 and Friday partly to mostly sunny the high 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. That's big boy football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Hey, it's Med Center Urgent Care Family Medicine. No appointment necessary. The super doctors who live and work in our community. MedCenterUrgentCare.com. MedCenterUrgentCare.com. Lowe's Shopping Center here in Tuscaloosa, Northport. North River location, right off Rice Mine Road, Fayette, Demopolis, Hoover, Alabama, MedCenterUrgentCare.com. We're trying to get you back to 100%. Let's go to Jared in Houston, Texas. Jared, good afternoon. You're in the game. What's happening, Ryan? Good, good, man. I hope you are too, man. Man, everything's going great. What's going on in Florida, man, with these politicians? They're just I crazy. see where the, 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 the Uniparty uh, Attorney General in the state of Florida uh, is, is is filing suit investigation of the college football playoff. Ain't that something? Sure. Here we got our, our country burning to the ground. We got corrupt elections. We got presidents sending money to Ukraine and stealing. China owns us. We got all these problems. We got we got seven million new illegal aliens this year coming across our border right here below me, just south of me here in Texas and Arizona. We got thousands upon thousands of problems in this country. And these uniparty politicians are investigating the college football playoff committee. I mean, you should go read the quotes. I mean, the quotes are, are fabulous. I mean, she said, I'm a lifelong gator, but I'm also the Florida attorney general. Darling, we don't need to know who you are. The, the press release tells us that. And I know injustice when I see it. No rational person or college football fan can look at this situation and not question the result. Well, well, why aren't they putting as much energy and effort into into suing the federal government over these crooked elections we had in 2020 and 2022? No rational human being can't see that either. Just, I mean, we've well, got, we've got it's, so many it's problems the word, in this country, Ryan. It's, it's pandering, okay? Because she knows that people who vote are most a lot of college football right. fans. And she's trying but, to go after it's the same thing with Ron DeSantis a couple of weeks ago, putting up what is it, one right. million dollars. Uh you saw it with Rick Scott, the senator from the great state of Florida. It it's and and the sad thing is is people will fall for it. Yeah. I mean, we're we're the dummies that we fall into this trap. Well, if they would if if people in the state of Alabama, in the state of Texas, in the state of Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Florida, all over the country, California, New Mexico, if they would all focus their energy 
on fixing the problems in this country and getting these corrupt uniparty politicians. We don't have a two-party system, Ryan. There's no conservative and liberal. But it's all a uniparty. They're all phony. <laughs> the, the only ones that are real are Democrats. Republicans are fake. They're Democrats, too. They just say they're Republicans. It's a uniparty system. It's, it's a group of people that have control of what's going on. They pull the levers of power, and it's all a big cash grab. And, and, and it's so disgusting. I get well, I mean, so I, sick of these scumbag well, politicians. I, I, wonder, I wonder who the first interview is. She said she's going to be looking into the combination and conspiracies relating to anti-competitive effects. Tim yeah. Brando, we're going to call Tim Brando to the stand. Tim, please come up. We're, we're going to raise your right hand and repeat after me. Booger uh, McFarland. Booger Dan McFarland. Yeah, put, put those guys up on the stand. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, can you just... I mean, think about it just for a minute. Can you imagine a real Florida uh, uh, attorney general? What Why do they do like Ken Paxton and sue the federal government over all this all this nonsense that's happening in the country? Why don't they do like a real why don't they look up Ken Paxton? The only reason they tried to impeach him in Texas is because he was on to him and he's going after him. He's going after these these pharmaceutical companies with these phony vaccines that people are getting jabbed in their arm. And they're going after the stuff at the border and all these fake elections and these phony voting machines that you go in and, and you think your vote's being counted and it ain't. That, that's what the Florida Attorney General needs to do is go after the federal government for the problem instead of worrying about a college football playoff. You know, because everybody's, everybody's okay with a one-loss Power 5 conference champion getting in the playoff over Florida State. They're just not okay with Alabama doing it. I agree. That's, that's the problem. Well, Everyone's all. They nobody said nothing about Texas. You know they lost to Oklahoma. They're a one-loss Power Five team too. They're all okay with that with a one-loss team getting in, but they're not okay with Alabama getting. Well, I That's think they the see they see what's happening. They see what's coming down the train tracks, and it's yep. this Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Jared, appreciate yep. you, man, as always. Hey, Roll Jared, tide, Jared, Jared, Jared. Hey, 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 no, get, no, no. Fill, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Uh, Give me yep. the turning point of the season. I got to get to break real quick. As when as when 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 the exhibition season ended, that was the turning point in our game. After after South Florida, when we went into I guess Ole Miss is our first uh, conference game. That's when the season turned. That was a turning point because the exhibition games. Now you can't lose more than one of them, but you, if you win the conference, if you win your SEC conference, you're going to get in. There you go. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate so, you, man. For me, it was for me it was when exhibition season ended. Roll Tide, brother. Hey, right back to you. It is TJ Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of Pharmacist. 205-752-0627. The Pharmacy at Midtown. 1800 McFarland Boulevard Suite 334. It is the back of Midtown. You got the playground. You got chicken salad chick. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown. It's the longest independent-owned pharmacy specializing in walk-in prescriptions, medicine on time, packaging, the compound of needs, the only sterile compounding facility in Tuscaloosa. The pharmacy at Midtown. We're coming back. We're taking more phone calls. Jumbo, Ram, and McCalla. Biscuit Bruce and Greg and Alabaster Tide, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
The CPA 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wada CPA 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wada CPA, the official accountant of the game. The Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. into the game here in Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9 the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Jumbo how are you my friend welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa uh, so uh, Tommy wants to tag team with me against you and who uh, my neighbor which is Tommy's best friend one of his best friends okay here it is this is mine and Tommy's uh, gig we're called the T County Boys our music is uh, Alan Jackson's uh, Country boy. Okay. I'm a I'm a country boy. I got a four wheel drive. I don't think you want any of this, Jumbo. Dude, let me tell you what. Five minutes in the ring with me, <laughs> I'll turn you into a pretzel. I believe you probably would. I'm just aggravating you. I, mean, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I don't I can see me and Tom in the ring together. Okay. All right. A lot uh, of a lot of Jared Tall and Ben Gay. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, um, Jumbo, were you pulling my leg yesterday? Oh, no, sir. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Because I had Not people reach uh, out to me and said, listen, man, uh, we love Jumbo. We need to keep him around for a little bit. Uh, we, we just don't want you to get in there and, you know, have like something medically go wrong. No, this is a real deal. Now, listen, guys, I got a, I got a doctor's appointment, and, and I promise you this, this. God is my witness, and I'm not lying. I got a doctor's appointment next uh, Thursday with Dr. Proctor. He's a heart doctor. Um, I'm going to tell him what's going on, and I'm going to tell him the truth, and I'm going to say, look, is it possible for me to do this? If he says no, I'm not going to do it. There you but go. if he says yes, if he says yes, then I'm going to do it because I'm 60 years old. I've always wanted to wrestle in Tuscaloosa in front of my hometown, and this is a chance that I've got to do it. So I got to do this for me. It's like Rocky said in Rocky Balboa: "There's still something in the basement." And there's still something in the basement. I don't want to hurt myself because I don't know how many years I got left. My body is already in a a mode where I'm I'm sore a lot, but I got to do this for me. And this 
is for me. The first time I got in the ring, it was for my grandson, David. But this is for me. And I wrestled for him. But th- this is for me. And and it's no joke. Um, Johnny Rich owns the Federation. It's Wildfire Tommy Rich's brother. Um, and it's it's going to happen. But if Doc says I can't go, I'm not going to do it. There you go. I don't think uh, uh, you you know that doctor's got a lot of liability, Jumbo. Um, I understand. I understand, but I'm not going to go against his word. Yeah. Okay. He's well, a good. doctor. Good. He's the expert. What he says go. Uh, what he says is is the deal because he's he's the expert. But guys, understand when you get my age and you got a passion for the wrestling like I had, um, and you got a chance to do this again, it's something that you can't pass up. Um, and I've had a lot of people tell me about my size. You can't do it. You can't do this. But I can do it if I'm given the clearance to do it. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay. And, and, and let's let's now listen. Um, I think the turning point of this was really, and I have to say, over a two or three game stretch. Of course, uh, USF was we know was at the bottom of the barrel. But we come out against Ole Miss, uh, played a fantastic second half. Um, we went ahead and rolled through until we got to A and M, and we rolled over them. But I think the biggest change where the offensive line and everybody started to say, "Hey, look, we got something here," was the second half of the Tennessee game. And then, of course, this this is kind of amazing to me. We had a week off. And then we went into LSU and played a complete game against LSU. And I don't care what everybody says about knocking Daniels out. That wasn't a cheap shot. It's football. And it's just something to happen. But after that, you know, that's when, um, and of course, what happened at the hospital, I was like, hey, we, we got a chance to do this. We went out, beat Georgia, get the playoffs, we're there. Um, and I think that was the turning point. I think the offensive line became an offensive line in the Tennessee game, and they started looking at each other and say, "Hey, you know, we we're pretty good here if we play together and do our jobs and take care of business." And of course, the defense has done what they've had to do. So, um, hey, look, I'm, I'm confident. I, I, I don't think Michigan's going to stand a chance with us. Will it be a blowout? No, I don't think so. But um, I don't think they can take us. And this guy that you had on yesterday um, that was going with Michigan, ah, somebody did you jet slap him. Um, Michigan just has not seen a team like us. And so what if they're molded into us? You know, you got to play the game on the field. And I guarantee you, Coach Saban's got four weeks to get ready for these guys. We'll be ready for Michigan. Got it. All right, Jumbo. Thank you, man. Roll Tide. Right back to you. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. 
Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Now, we do see some heavy traffic. Let's start with 69. It's backed up from Union Chapel all the way back to McFarland. McFarland westbound, all heavy from Rice Mine over to 69. Lurleen heavy through Northport up to McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end closeout is on now at Townsend Nissan with instant savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. The longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose All right, we welcome you right back into the game here in Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Let me tell you about Philip Williams and the Paint Spot. You'll find it on 15th Street right there close to the Hardin's Bakery, also in Northport right there past Highway 43. Quality paint, the expert advice. Quality paint, expert advice, interior, exterior, uh, whether you're painting a swimming pool or a tennis court or maybe just a simple room or an outbuilding, uh, or maybe you're refinishing a deck and you want to make sure that you protect your investment, quality paint, expert advice. Let's continue. Ram McCalla. Ram, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I The turning point to me, I'll go through a little uh, steps of it, but I think the Florida game, was got their attention. You remember the first time you got shocked fooling with electricity? I do. I do. That was the Florida game. And they incrementally got better and their confidence grew and grew. And then the second half of the Tennessee game I think was a big turning point. Gotcha. All right. Um, and I'm trying to squeeze in about four phone calls right here. Sure. So you're going with Tennessee game. I got it. And Ram, you were close on the score prediction contest, but not close enough. Okay, right. Thanks, All Ram. Right, buddy. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Biscuit Bruce. Biscuit Bruce, uh, I'm trying to split the time up about a minute right here. Oh, great. Bill Tide. One hundred point nine with Ryan Fowler. Yeah. I told you, Ryan. I told you Milrow was going to be a great quarterback. Well, I know you didn't did. I've been I, telling y'all well, I know you did, and I didn't listen. I'm sorry, Biscuit. I will never not listen to you again. Look, I, I picked Ty Butler. How stupid do I feel? <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, a lacrosse I, I got, guy I, of all things. I, I got to be this. Yeah, he's not even playing football anymore. He's going back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. I got to be the stupidest, or Michigan, or somewhere. <laughs> Wherever they have <laughs> lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, of course, we do know one that was uh, uh, flagrant about how how sorry Milrow was, and we could never win the conference. Yeah, we, we, had, we conference already heard from that cat in about yeah, yeah. two or well, three Well, there's a good reason weeks. that, because he's totally embarrassed, as, as well he should be. So, second thing real quick. Okay, look. I cannot believe, as a Tuscaloosa County Wildcat, that Jumbo would allow a Tuscaloosa black bear to get in the ring with him. But if he does, 
then you and I, was, was it you? Was it you and it, Jumbo and Tommy versus you and his neighbor? Yeah, it was. Okay, well we're gonna change the format here. You and I are gonna be the black bears versus I don't know what you're gonna call herself since they're half wildcat and half black bear. <laughs> so we go, we're gonna re-enter the match and we're gonna re-enter uh, one of the participants. So it's gonna be me and Ryan Fowler against Jumbo and Tommy. So there it is. I'm laying out the I'm laying out the groundwork. Y'all just accept the challenge and get ready to accept defeat. Thanks. Thank you so yep. much, man. Thank you, Biscuit. <laughs> Roll Tide. Hey, I always remember this, people. It's always great to know that we are the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Greg Alabaster, give me about thirty seconds. Tell me what the turning point of the season was. Well, I'll go with Jumbo. You know, it wasn't just one game, it was a series of games, and I'll put it together this way. The Texas game, we showed up and thought we'd win on talent, talent alone, and being at home. The South, the, the South Florida game, that showed us that we can't just show up and expect people to, look, uh, to roll over. Throughout the season, we learned that we got to build together as a team, come together as a team, get, to get, uh, get together piece by piece. We can't be a group of individuals. I think it was a piece-by-piece piece meal thing where we learned – what Milro could do as a quarterback and go from there. Right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you, man. Roll time, my brother. The last duck through the hole. Give me the game quickly, Ellis. Tennessee. And my money's on Jumbo and Tommy. Man, nobody's got faith in me. Uh, okay. Uh, Jumbo and Tommy all the way. There we go. <laughs> all right, Ellis. Roll tide. All right, We remind you that we call this program the game, and the only way that you can win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. So I can understand your for listening to the game with Ryan Fowler powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota on your home for Alabama sport Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app Hey this is Reagan 